Hello, welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I'm joined by my Lester psychic, Hunter Van Leer. Yo. We brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comics down in New York. Now let's start the show off with some news. Hey, look, we got to the intro. Yeah, no, right? First time in, what, 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 what are we at, 102 episodes? Uh, First time in 102 episodes? <laughs> I mean, we've gone through before. I it know, just doesn't. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've got a clean run straight through. Well, yeah, cool. Because you know, something happens. So, sometimes you can't always be as comedical as you want to be. You know? Yes, true. Sometimes it comes in waves. You know? Yeah, true. So, let's start with, start with this, because I want to cover this first. Uh, the final five titles of Bad oh, Idea. Oh, God. <laughs> we're talking about Bad Idea first? I want to get to that. I know idea. we're ranting. That's why I was like, yeah. let me get this out of the way. <laughs> it's a rant out of the way. At the top yeah. of the episode, spoiler, spoiler warning, rant <laughs> warning, James is going to talk about Bad Idea and how the name is befitting. The final five titles of Bad Idea have been announced. Uh, Pirate Queen by Peter Gill- uh, Mill- uh, Milligan. Hero Trade by Matt Kent, Odin's Eye by Joshua uh, Distraught, Monster Kill, Monster Kill Squad by Christos Gage, and Refuse X Last Resort by Kit and Moore. It, so, what sucks is these creative teams. They sounds are good. Awesome. Everyone who's been a bad idea, who's been on, a, who's been a creative yeah. force, is awesome. Yeah. It just sucks that it's at bad idea, and you can take your rant away now because oh, so. Not only is bad idea, I, and I've said this before, I won't go into why bad idea is a bad idea, um, but majorly why, with the, especially with these five titles, they went out of their way and told retailers they have to order blindly oh, on those titles. We talked about it when it was first announced, but do you want yeah. to talk about why it's the final five titles and oh, yeah, what yeah. drew it to this point? Yeah. And I forgot. I, forgot. Looked, I don't think we why actually Why it looks really like did. it's a money-grabbing scheme? Yeah. In, so in out real quick? Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, they are so the final the reason why it's called the final five for bad idea is that bad idea is supposed to be ending soon. Um, twenty nineteen started, I think. Right, it's only been around for a year. Um, it started right before. Uh, started right before. It was supposed to be. Uh, started right around the early before the pandemic. Then it happened. The pandemic happened clearly, and then that's we went forward. Um, bad idea. Um, said this soon be the final five. Um, many reasons like retail wise, not many stores picking them up. Um, due to the the regu- regulations they were putting on, they weren't even bad regulations, but it's the consum- the, the the buy aspect of the uh, of the whole bad idea notion, which wasn't great. They were pretty bad regulations for retailers and customers alike. Yeah, so regulations was uh, so one of the regulations that if you've been following their Insta- uh, their Twitter lately, uh, a store in Jersey got kicked out of the program because they were selling above cover price, um, before the thirty days were up. Meaning that, so, in retail... Oh, yeah, because you can't speculate. Yeah, that's what they it was. You want speculation. Yeah, uh, which doesn't help when you only sell to certain comic shops and not every comic shop. Exactly, so they're in a limited stock. Right, so yeah, you cause your own speculation yeah. market. The only book I'm kind of interested in uh, is Tankers. Mm-hmm. My dad says... My dad found a shop near him that has it, and he's liking that book a lot. And then I'm interested in... Um, Monster, Monster Kill, Kill Squad, because I love Christmas. Yeah, I know. I you sent like, me, me the picture of that yeah. one, like, a while back. Um, but, yeah, so... Between retailers and consumers being stuck, consumers being stuck because they can't find the books, um, and they have to buy it third party, and it's yeah. already spe- it's because it's, they're it's not coming eBay. out. It's because they're not coming out in trade, and they're not coming out digitally. So you have to get them physically. But the Which retailers, is fine. the retailers have to order fifty of each issue if they want to get fifty. But with right. how retailers buy things, they buy thirty of let's say issue one, yeah. and then the next issue, if nobody puts it on their pull list because it's three months in advance, yeah. We have to drop it down because we can't guarantee something, right. that, especially if it's a mini series. Like we're not going to take fifty right. of each. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it's, exa- it's an example of maybe. Of it's 50. an example of what so, what some stores may do. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it's between that. It's between retailers not being able to order the way they want to order. It's between consumers not being able to find copies because it not it, it wasn't even like yeah they they locked retailers into buying all four issues. So then the retailers had to lock the customers into buying all four issues. Right, but also. That is also a shitty practice. Which is shitty on the retailer to force the customer to buy something. But, also, but it's only because they're going to hemorrhage forced, if they don't. Yeah, if if they want to get books for, you know, we're, we're a store that likes to pride ourselves in having every book. Yeah. Bad Idea is like one of the only companies we don't care no. because of what they did. We didn't even get picked. It's not even like we didn't try oh, yeah, to like, tr- So what it was is stores had to pretty much apply to be part of their, like, launch that's even worse so like the, we didn't get in the first wave and they're like oh do you want to try for the second wave no we because we well, already no. missed out on the first wave yeah. there's no point of trying on every other way to try to get into your program i don't even know how many books they even did they did it a, sounds like, like it's like 15 they did about like yeah about like that okay i know the first wave the first wave was like, like ENIAC, five books and yeah, yeah. Like four no that's second wave really that's second wave. i only started hearing about it with ENIAC. no I, I knew i knew the first wave wow. i knew when we were for the first wave that it was like, fuck it, why am I trying to yeah. carry this book, this this publisher who clearly doesn't want us? You know, yeah. it's like, why are we fighting to carry your book? You're supposed to be doing that for us. Like, you're supposed to be selling yourself to a retailer. Bad idea begins in 2021. Also, it stops in, in, in 2021. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, they, they announced the, 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 five, the, the final five, um... The rumor is that this may not be a money grab scheme, and they go rebrand and relaunch. Because they're the, ex, they're the ex Valiant guys. Yeah, they wanted to try to buy their shares back in Valiant. So Dinesh, the, the... who's the founder of Bad Idea, who's the one of the heads of former heads of Valiant, was on a podcast. They were live streaming at the same time, and he thought the interview was over and said like, so "Oh, you can't edit that shit." Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was like, "Oh, well, you know, what's going? It was really just a, a thing. We're not really, we're not ending Bad Idea. We're just going to rebrand in twenty twenty two. To Valiant too, like uh, I wish. Well, if they rebrand, hopefully they open it up to the open market and don't be stupid. Yeah, do trades, do digital. Like trade, I, I mean, I, digital I, sucks, but at the same no, time, it's it, fine. No, do it, it, no, it makes sense not to do digital. It made sense not to do trades, but like you're forcing, you're telling, cause you're telling retailers how to order, and that's not what you should be doing. Because the problem yeah. is when you tell retailers how to order. They have to then tell their customers how to buy products, mm-hmm. and also not be not being able to be available in the open market. You should be able to walk into yeah, any I comic shop. I checked out Bad Idea's site, and all they have is ENIAC and Tankers and stuff, which is Wave 2, which yeah. means they don't even say they carry the original yeah. Wave anymore. So they, like, get rid of it on the open. It's that's just dumb. It's dumb. It's but dumb. A lot of those books look cool. Tankers and Sleigh no, Bells are on there where Santa's doing murder stuff. The books are great creative teams. The problem, again, goes down to you fumble. Well, you were trying to make your thing so exclusive that no one wants your product. I understand not wanting to do, to do digital I get or that. to do, do that's fine. trades. That's fine. Which is fine. Those are both fine. But don't limit your employ- uh, your employers, your retailers, to buying something that is not going to sell. If, right. Because like, I'm a consumer who likes independent books. Right. But we have a lot of customers that don't even read independent books unless we talk them into it. Yeah. Like, we sell them on the book because it's a, cool. Yeah, it's our job. So, but... like, we have customers that come in that only buy DC or only buy yeah. Marvel or only buy both. Yeah. We don't have... Uh, there are some customers that buy indie stuff. Course, yeah. Like, Sarah, I get, like, yeah. get a lot of the indie stuff, too. So, it's just, like, we, we can't force people to commit to four issues. Yeah. They're, they're only miniseries, but we can't convince somebody to commit to all four if they buy the first one and, and they, they go, like this it. sucks. And they don't like it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, how... Like, I don't like every indie book I read. Right. I like the ones I do like, but... Uh, exactly. Like And it's before isn't a huge commitment, but it's still, not, it's, but like, it, it's it's That's twenty bucks. You don't have to spend. Right, you're making them buy a book that they don't like. 
And that's like you yeah. can, and that's the problem. Like, do you put the burden as a retailer on the consumer? You don't want to do that. Or do you just eat it? Or do you eat it? And that's even worse for you as a yeah, business. Because you're losing money. Like it, it like you they, they put the uh, they put what seems to be somewhat good is if you did get chosen after 30 days, you can upcharge it on yeah. websites and stuff, but then that's still scummy. That's so scummy. Because it's like now people who don't have their shops that can get it have to buy it secondhand off eBay, and they might not get issue two if they did want it. Right. You know? So go, because and then the speculators are just going to drive that up, and yeah, then it's a whole exactly. that's all market they did. problem. It's all they did. Yeah. Any, the only store that I know that's out here by us that carries it is in Nassau. So far away. And... They were I just making, wanted to read Tankers. They man. were making people buy all four issues. And in I, advance, which is yeah. not what comic stores are even supposed to do. No. Pre-ordering is something different. Like on Pullbox, we can pre-order right. something, but we don't pay for it until after it comes into yeah, our exactly. shop. They were, they're asking retailer, uh, they're asking customers to spend, oh, when I buy issue one of ENIAC, I have to buy all four issues, so here's $20 for books I might not get later God on. God forbid there's damages or missing. Yeah. Or fire or the store shuts down in the interim like yeah now you, you gave them 20 bucks that you're not getting back right like you're not guaranteed product that's, it's that's so why we don't like put books on hold and like people go oh can i pay for it now nope. and pick it up tomorrow no no nope. it's not how that works it's liability stuff yeah. we can't do that that's the whole point like it, it, it's a bad idea is a bad idea like yeah. they they it's screw a great them. name <laughs> yeah they screw themselves and that's always they screw themselves they could have done the no digital no trade no store exclusive covers that all sounds great, mm-hmm. you know. But then, like, you have to you if you order a hundred copies of issue one, you have to buy a hundred copies of every issue afterwards. What? Yeah. Like, you know, and like, uh, I understand if you're a small retailer or, or you're a bigger retailer, and you do like, all right, right, I'll do ten. 10 issue 1, 10 issue 2, 10 issue 3, 10 issue 4. That's fine. Yeah. And you can, can you up order though as well? No. Like, oh, so once you you're have, locked in, you're locked in. Because they're limited. Okay. Right. So maybe I, if I was a retailer and I my customers were talking about it and they weren't the speculator customers, yeah, but you also, I'd maybe order 15. But you may not have been or chosen to two. even it, well, be part yeah, of it. If I got chosen. Yeah. Like that's, that's even the worst yeah. step of it. Like you had to be chosen. Yeah. And we're lucky to enough to have social media with our. Um, I have like a super stain yeah. from like fucking. It's all good. We're lucky enough to have customers mm. that follow our social media. We have yeah. a social media following. We're not crazy. Yeah. But some stores don't have social media. Yeah. So if we were chosen to be the ambassadors for the bad idea, we'd be like, hey, does anybody want this book at the store? And people would be like, no, but then we can have outcry on social media. Like, oh yeah, our customers who follow us do want this book. And then we can keep track of it. And like, you know, yeah, like we can post up a poll, like who wants this book? You yeah. know, we're only ordering 15. So slots are limited, but you got to get all like, it's, it's a hassle. They, they, yeah. really, they, 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 they bound like the retailers to like, like they, they, they lock contracts. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, bro. And that's only like, if you're not, and again, like it goes back to like when they were like, "Oh, we'll pick and choose selections for stores to be picked a part of this." Who the hell are you? You're also, a new if publisher. You sign, if they sign up, they should just let you be. Like, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, you have to be chosen like a fucking roulette wheel. Yeah. This isn't a convention. This is a fucking the business. A business. The business. You want your th- your product to sell? Like you want more books to be sold? I think it's because they only had a limited amount of money. They're like, okay, we have a budget. We, we already bought the the rights to these books from these people and we're paying yeah. them. So now we only have so much money left to print them so we can only print 5,000 of each copy because we're out of money. That's, so That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it, it does sound like that. I, 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 I had that same talk with someone else about it. It too. sounds like, like they were like, oh man, we have a budget and we just need to figure it out. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can make more money off of it if we make them hot like this and do this and this, but they're losing money anyway. They lose we, money we know why. They're rebranding. That just sounds scummy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Let's move on, though. Yeah. So, yeah. That is a bad idea. Uh, let's talk about Nick Spencer. Yes. Leaving Spider-Man at issue 74, which is an anniversary issue because Dan Slott fucked it up by doing 801. Yeah. And that's why in our notes it says, why not 75? It's because it technically is 
issue 75, but it's not. Or it's issue 73. It, it, it's, it's weird. It's a it weird number. Sense. Yeah, it's a weird number. Like, it's not yeah. wrong. The numbering... So 74 is the actual number. Yeah. But it's because of, it doesn't match up directly uh, 100% with the legacy numbering. Because they had, like, King's Ransom Annual, which is, like, tied into the main... Uh, I'll double-check His book line. Point. I don't think it's legacy now, but it's tied into, like, the main series line. It's weird, man. So Nick Spencer's finally leaving... I honestly am okay with it. I didn't really like a lot of Nick Spencer's Spider-Man stuff. He had a rough beginning with Spider-Man doing the dual personality thing. I just don't like that. And then we had some cool stuff after that. Right after that, it was cool. And then after Hunted, I feel like it really slowed down with all the Kindred stuff. Because Kindred is, in my opinion, not a good character. I don't... James likes Harry Osborn's reveal more than I did. But... I just think Kindred as a character is dumb when you could have just made it Harry doing manipulation things like his father. It doesn't have to be a supervillain with no, centipede monsters. I don't like Kindred. And also the real. mask also has the teeth. Well, but it, So I want to know what his mask looks like. Does he put the mask in his mouth and then it forms over his teeth? Because his teeth move and he's got teeth in the mask, but when he takes the mask off, he doesn't have the teeth. What does he do? I understand with the Green Goblin serum, when you take it, your teeth get all morphed because you turn into a goblin. But with Kindred's mask, he takes it off and his teeth are fine. Clearly, yeah. I don't get it. I, clearly, I hate Kindred. I, I, know I hate Kindred. He's dumb. 50 issues to find out who he is? How about three? So. Ugh. Donny Cates no. treated us too well. No, I. I, I not three, but. Sorry okay, for so, my Spider Man. No, no, no. I like Nick Spencer as a writer. His Captain America run with Hail yeah. Hydra was awesome, in my opinion. Yeah. And then we, we, we talked about it with Ryan yeah. way back in the early days. His Sam Wilson run was not that good. Yeah. But Spider Man, hit and miss. I did it. It's not like I like the reveal of Kindred. King's Ransom's cool. I didn't like the reveal for Kindred. What I called it on the podcast before it happened, like months before that. I wanted that. it to be a Stacy. And there was no... It was George. No. Uh, no. It could not... Because they already brought back Gwen with Clone Conspiracy yeah. back in the day. And they're like, oh, we can't do Gwen again. And we already had another Gwen running around. Yeah. I'm fine with no Gwen, but it could have been Gabriel. Would have been awesome. It could have been Gabriel. Gabriel, which been was crazy. her so, her son, yeah, which would have been a way better reveal. Yeah, and it made it would have made more sense. Yeah. I broke down like on the, on the episode yeah. when they revealed. I broke down of why the reveal sucks and who it was should yeah, have been. I think it's like what forty episodes ago, give or take. Um, but the whole problem with the reveal was, um, and I go back to the problem with Nick Spencer's run as a whole is that Nick Spencer introduces Kindred in issue one, dabbles around with him on and off. And then by 50, it would have mattered who you, who the reveal was going to be because you didn't tell the audience beforehand. So yeah. everyone has a million theories. And then you tell and Harry, Harry Osborn. Say, yeah, it's, it's different when, like... So they revealed Kindred's name before Spider-Man knew it, which is like, yeah. okay, cool, so we know more about the bad guy than Spider-Man does, yeah. so now we're looking out for stuff. If they revealed to us, the audience, that Harry Osborn was Spider was Kindred in, like, issues 1 through 10... Like, at the end of Captain America, he says Hail Hydra. The only character that knows that... It's whoever he had in that plane captured with him. Yeah. And the audience. No one else in the entire Marvel Universe, yeah. except for the people who controlled him, yeah. knew Captain America was a Hydra agent. Yeah. That is awesome, because yeah. he had an Avengers team called the Uncanny Avengers that he was running on the side as a Nazi. Yeah. And nobody knew. No one knew. And you tell me, we the audience couldn't find out who Kindred was I until said, 50 issues in? I said by issue 25, <laughs> by issue 25, that should have been we should have known. That should have been the reveal. The reveals to the, the audience, audience is should allowed have known. to know things. Yes, the audience should have known. Peter didn't, we didn't have to say, find out at the same time Peter did. Yeah, we found out in issue 50 and we were like, that's dumb. Yeah. Because Peter's like, whoa, I can't believe it's Harry. Harry wasn't even like in the book at all. Right. Like, so, I mean, honestly, if I was paying attention, I probably would have been on the same wavelength as you. Yeah. But I just didn't want it to be Harry because that's just such a lame, it's a, such a not answer. He, he deals what with I Norman so much that you add Harry to it, and it's just... Harry had his redemption arc yep. after being the Goblin, had his kid, Norman got caught up with the absolute uh, Red Goblin stuff. Yep. 
I literally said... Sorry, I'm, I'm heated right now. No, I literally, said, I literally said how it should have ended. What, I love Spider-Man. This, the Kindred story should have been... It, you, the, red herring, the red herring should have been Harry the entire time. And then it should have been revealed and to be Gabriel. It should have been Gabriel. Because it's still an Osborne, but it's not one directly tied to Peter at all. Right. It's one tied to well, Norman. Well, he's tied to well, Peter because they're... Yeah, yeah, but it, it's it's a little And it different. would made more sense about the whole family thing. It's not like thing. it's Peter's best friend, well, you know the, what I mean? Like he didn't realize, he didn't go, oh man, I haven't talked to Harry in about 50 issues, where's right. he doing? It also would have tied in closest to Killing what Kindred was doing with the bodies of George and Gwen Also, Stacey how is he and... able to torture the kingpin? Does he have like scarecrow fear toxin that he right. emits with the well, centipede things? Fine. How does he control the centipedes? Did he talk to Mephisto? I don't get these, it. These are questions that should have been answered in... We're gonna, in... We're gonna figure it out hopefully by the end of either Chameleon Conspiracy or by the end of Nick Spencer's run. Yeah. But it doesn't look like they're rebooting at number one. It looks no. like 75 is just going to be the next yeah. guy, which is either Brisson or Jed McKay, because he's been, like, icing those guys up. He's been slicking the wheels for that. But no, I definitely think that they're, they're, the run's not great. It's um, not bad. It's not bad. It's just not as good. Like, it could have been better. I know people gave a lot, Slot a lot of shit near the end, but Slot yeah. did a way better run, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, he did. And, and I think a lot of Slot... And if Slot's run was more editorial because they were made... Because they had to make Peter Iron Man because yeah. no one else was. And he exactly. was like, he got the money from Ock and then it was this whole thing. And Spider-Man Worldwide probably, probably, wasn't uh, Dan Slot's big idea. No, I but don't think... But he still wrote Spider-Man very well even oh, when absolutely. he had money. He still wrote him like a stupid idiot. Yeah. Even though Spider-Man's supposed to be smart, but we'll get to that. I mean, yeah. So, and then Ryan Otley was supposed to be the main artist on it, but he literally did like 10 issues total. Out of the 75, he did 10. Yeah. And then Gleason was supposed to come on and do interiors, but he did one arc and then did covers. Because Gleason Dumb. was one of the uh, young guns or whatever they call them, the Stormbreakers. Yeah. <sighs> oh, Spider-Man, give me a headache. Oh, talk too much. I know. Uh, any final words to say about Nick Spencer before we move on to some better stuff? Before you have a fucking stroke oh, I here. have a stroke. <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. Let's move on to the Dark Ages, something yes. I've been trying to talk about forever that I feel like everyone forgot about until Tom Taylor was like, guess what? It's here. Yes. So I didn't even know Tom Taylor wrote that backup story in the X-Men free comic book day. Yes. And then you're like, yeah, that was Tom. And I was like, how do we not figure this out? And then, you know, he announced it on his uh, social media the other day mm -hmm. that he's bringing back Dark Ages. Who are you when the, who were you when the lights went out? Like, yes. This is going to be cool. It, it kind of reminds me of King and Black where the world gets engulfed by darkness. So it's or a deceased. little weird. <laughs> Or just deceased. It's deceased, but for Marvel without the zombies. It's more of like, a, uh oh, shit's happening. Some people are going to be bad. Some people are going to be good. Spider Man looks like he's getting like a button up from his like Marvel Knights days or whatever that one was, where he gets the, the not the Marvel Knights, one of the alternate universes. Yeah, he's got the button up side jacket thing. Oh, um, Spider Man, the end. Yeah, not the end, but it's like uh, the I end know of what time. You mean. Oh, the, the rain. Not rain. rain. It's another like old man story. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, nothing about Dark Ages? What are you doing? Sorry, my Spotify's being weird. Talk about Dark Ages, homie. What do you got? Because you know more than me. So, Dark Ages is going to be the event that's spinning out of... Well, is it an event or is it a... It's an mini alternate miniseries. Okay, that's what I thought. Is it alternate like, reality? Like, Contagion. Very much like Contagion. No, Contagion was canon. No, but I mean, like, it's, it's like a five-issue like miniseries that's, like, canonized in its own... No, it's just a complete, separate universe whole thing. Okay, but it's a miniseries. It's a miniseries. Okay, that's all I got. Um... We'll get spinoffs. I know, <laughs> like right? It was, it was confirmed as a, uh, a, as a miniseries on on Tom Taylor's uh, Twitter. Um, also, for the fact that they um, the team looks like Black Panther, Sue Storm, the Thing, Spider Man, Captain Marvel. No, that's Sue. Kara's there. Uh, Kara. Carol's there. No, that's Sue in the picture. Really, the one yep. floating? That Iron Man in the back. 
There's a girl with blonde hair and with red jacket in the back? floating. I thought it was her. I'll look it up real quick. While you I don't see that. So there's only so far I've only seen four promo pictures of it. That one we're trying to talk about now, which is a cover, the Iron Man one, um, Iron Man, the Spider Man one, and Miles. Which the, the Venom is one, like a Carnage Venom, which is a Carnage Venom symbiote mix, it's which is weird. weird. Yeah, it's mad weird. I don't um, it. It's fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, not fun in a good way, but um, it, it's, it reminds me very much of Deceased, where it's like an alternate universe. Oh, that is her, but that's not the cover I was talking about. I'll that's the that's one the one I was. About. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, so it's very much like something happens where the world is blacked out, and in the original uh, prelude or like uh, teaser. Iron Man dies, or, or he loses a leg, leg, and he's like he's like running out of life support or something. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, this is crazy. So, yeah, I guess you're... it wasn't Carol. Why did I think it was Carol? I oh. thought I saw something with Carol in it. Much, not much is known outside of that right now. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really excited to see it. I, I love Tom Taylor's deceased universe. Um, so I'm very down for it. Thick trades. I know. I have to get the other. Yeah. This is unkillables and hope at world's end. Yeah, you don't want to get unkillables because it's ridiculous. Not twenty five dollars for three issues. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I get it. Uh, it's dumb. Just, just get it when it's on. Uh, don't do this. Get it when it's on Amazon for like a little bit less. <laughs> it's, that's why I found it on Amazon for twenty five bucks. Yeah. They're still charging cover price. Oh no. I know. Well, this is a cool retailer exclusive. I saw that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a cool book. I can't wait for it to come out. I'm excited. I love Tom Taylor as a as a uh, Tom Taylor artist, is as like, a writer. Is like freaking phenomenal. It's why I'm 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 glad he's taking over the John story for Superman. So I'm like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, he's doing. They're finally giving him like a mainstream book. He hasn't had one of these in like forever. He did Suicide Squad. That wasn't mainstream, and it was only a miniseries. It lasted eleven issues plus a Flash annual. Yeah, but it's still That's mainstream. It. That's a mainstream book. Yeah, it's a but, mainstream title. Yeah, but it's not. But I'm saying it's not Superman. I know it's John, but it's still Superman. Oh no, no, but Suicide now Squad. Now he's on Nightwing. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's also. That's his it. new. That was his new one after because yeah. him and Redondo, and then I think their colorist also went to Nightwing after that. So they got they like got one from miniseries, well maxi series to yeah. promotion to ongoing. Yeah. Well, know? they changed the Suicide Squad book because they were gearing up for um, the, Rebel, the, yeah. the new one, the new show. Oh, yeah. I love this new the one. movie. I'm sorry, the movie. I love this new team. Not even the movie. It's the new the new team from Super Suicide Squad is like Superboy, Peacemaker. Oh, you're talking about the the Future State stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah. I totally forgot that was even a book. That book's phenomenal. It is cool, and they only put they only put Peacemaker in there because the movie. Well, yeah, Peacemaker's just Punisher or Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper, Peacemaker, Peacemaker. 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 Um, it's good. There's I love a, it. There's, a, great. there's an owl in there, which is cool. Oh, Talon. Talon, yeah. Oh my god, he's fucking great. And like, oh, he's like, you know, you can really talk. You just pretend you're crazy. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's good. I can't wait. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I like, Tom Taylor's a great writer. I like Tom Taylor. I like Tom Taylor we a lot. We like the Toms. I like Tom Taylor a lot. I think he, uh, I think he definitely needed a, a, a mainstream book. Yeah, besides Nightwing. He needed, like, a big one, and this is his. And then also his Marvel, obviously. He's got a Marvel alternate universe, which will get him big in Marvel. Maybe he'll write Spider-Man. <gasps> so cool. He writes both my favorite Marvel and DC books. He writes Spider-Man and Nightwing, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> my man's Tom. Uh, so let's talk about some sad news with Image. So Skybound X is not going to be collected in trade. A big sad, because I collect image trades. So that kind of sucks. But, like, why? Is it because they're so disjointed and it's not a real story because they're just a bunch of anthology stuff? Yes. Okay, that makes a little more sense. I understand, oh, what about anthologies like Superman and Harley Quinn and Batman Black and White? 
different because they're all one character. Yes. If it was a collection of Walking Dead anthologies in Skybound X, then it would be collected, at least I would right. assume. But this is like, there's a Murder Falcon, there's an Ultra Mega, there's a Walking Dead, there's um, a Die, Die, Die. There's there's a lot. Is that right. why? Is that yes. what you think? Okay. It's is that same, what they said, I mean? No, that's what I think. They didn't actually say... They didn't give a reason? A reason like, oh. why it's getting, not getting collected. Um... I know I always I saw it in passing, so I didn't go even go deep dive into it because I was like really like surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it makes sense. They don't they want people to go out and buy it. Yeah, that's always kind of like the, they want you to support the product, um, which is fine. I get it. You go out there support the product. They want to sell it. Um, it's definitely something different. Um, also, again, you're 100 percent right. How do you collect this? There is literally just a mess of stories. It's not like one woman black, white, and gold. It's all Wonder Woman stories. Yeah, it makes sense being collected as a Wonder Woman trade. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense. Like, walking... De- it's different... Tra- it's it's going to look like it destroyed the mess trying to collect it. Because really, what the story that people want to collect is the Walking Dead space story. Um, That's how they want to collect it. That... But you're not going to get that. They could put that in a Walking Dead trade if they really wanted to. But they won't. So, it makes people... W- it also is going to push people to actually get on a pull list and order the pull list and do that stuff. So... It's good, and it's a double-edged sword. Like, people that want it, you have to go buy it. If you truly want to read this stuff, go out and buy it. You know, and support it that way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you always got to support the peoples. You yeah. Know? You know, so I'm, I'm not against it. It just sucks because... It, actually, it's not bad because books like this, in this style, it's one well, of those, I'm definitely like, picking up the Murder Falcon one. Yeah. I think ex- it's Skybound 2 or 3. Right. And it's got a Murder Falcon on the front with an extremity thing, like it's Daniel Warren Johnson's issue. Yeah. I'm picking that one up because I love Murder Falcon, and if it's a continuation, I need it. That's what I'm saying. Like, so. it, it may be things like, I don't care about Murder Falcon, so why am I going to pick this issue up? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, I don't care about Ultra Mega, so why? I mean, I do, but I don't, I don't exactly. want to pick this up. Or I don't care about The Walking Dead. I like Die, 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 so why would I pick? I, yeah, I get it. That's... So you get a trade that's collected, and you're like, well, I only got this trade because it has because I collect all the Walking Dead, and this has a Walking Dead story, and that's right. why I need this. But I don't. But want I spent thirty dollars on nine other issues. Yeah, like everything I don't want. <laughs> it's a thirty dollar ten issue trade, and then it's like ten issue nine issues you don't want. Exactly. Yeah. So I get it. It's different when it's a Batman or a Superman anthology because even if you don't like the stories or the creative teams, at least it's still Batman or Superman. Like, it's, yeah, it's one you character like. you're following. Yeah. 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 So yes, that's I why get it. I, I, get I get it. it. I absolutely get it. Is it a little annoying? Yes. Yeah, but we get it. Yeah, absolutely. We support, uh, you know, not doing trades unless you're a bad idea. Oh uh, yeah, no bad idea. Because like, why? Yeah, cause their their motto didn't make sense. No, I mean their name was great though. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never. They did a good idea. They did a good job yeah, good doing idea. that. Yeah, that's bad pro- idea. That's that's promo. It's great. Bad idea was a good idea until it wasn't. Yes. <laughs> All right, what's next on the agenda? So uh, Transformers Seven has been oh, officially titled. My God, it's not even Transformers Seven because it's actually a prequel. Yes. Because Transformers 5 is the last one on the timeline, and Bumblebee is technically 6, which is the first in the timeline, but this one takes place after Bumblebee. Yes. James, what is it? So, it's called uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast, and it takes place right after Bumblebee. Uh, bruh. It will take place Crazy. in 1994, New York City. Um, it will be the the main villain will actually be the Decepticon Scourge, which is an Ooh. alternate version of... Megatron. No, one, no, that's Galvatron. Okay. Uh, one, but it's another alternate version of one of the Transformers. If you watch the original Transformers anime movie, I forgot which one he is. Yeah. Um, but we'll also introduce the Maximals, Predacons, and Terracons. And I also think it'll be tied to GI Joe, and here's why. <laughs> I will tell you. You <laughs> get to that in one second. Oh, okay. I'll wait <laughs> Let me first the breakdown of, 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 so the <laughs> other characters appearing in are going to oh, be yeah. uh, for is going to be RC, which is cool. Which is our first appearance on the screen. Um, uh, Ra- uh, Air Razor, Rhinox. Um, is it Mirage, I think. Mirage uh, and Optimus Primal. I think, so. I think uh, Mirage has appeared before. 
No, these are all the new oh, ones. Oh, that was Drift. Here. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's the samurai who's a car on a plane. That's yep. my bad. Mirage, and then Opposite Primal. Yeah, which, which obviously. Done. And they actually had art from him from Transformers The Last Night, which was supposed to show up in the Camelot flashback, where it was supposed to be a big monkey robot. And, oh, it looks good. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, from yeah, my so God. You, I was like, bro, they already oh, had it. They already uh, had it three years ago? Yeah. What? I can't wait. I'm so, excited. So, go ahead. My G.I. Your... Joe tie-in. Yes. So, we know that the Transformers universe and the G.I. Joe universe are going to cross over soon because Hasbro owns everything and they're trying to recollect all their universes. In Bumblebee, there's a character played by John Cena who could easily be a G.I. Joe character. He doesn't have a specific name that would think, oh, G.I. Joe, but he's a military guy who knows about the Transformers, who can get a task force to take down the Transformers. And there was a book in 2013 or 2016 called G.I. Joe, which had Thundercracker on it. It was the G.I. Joe's plus Thundercracker. Oh, yeah. And it was like a cool little combination book that wasn't really a crossover, but it was. Right. So they could do something like that where, like, one guy, maybe one of the Starscreams like Thundercracker. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Skywarp, the black one. No, the black and purple one? I think it's Skywarp. That's Skywarp, yeah. yeah. Skywarp is there. So you can have, like, a bunch of G.I. Joes with Skywarp. But John Cena doesn't have to be G.I. Joe himself, but he can be one of the early Joes and team up with Snake Eyes yes. from the new movie that's coming out because that movie is supposed to be tied to the G.I. Joe Hasbro universe, which is tied to the Micronauts, which is tied to the Mask, which is tied to Transformers. So, end credit scene of Beast Wars, we see Snake Eyes and Scarlet sitting down, and John Cena walks up to him and goes, have you heard about Transformers? Done. That's all you need. That's all you need? So it's like at the end of the gods. It's at the end of King Kong Skull Island, where they go, have you heard of Godzilla? And Tom, uh, Tom Hiddleston and Brody Larson are like, what? No. And then they don't exist in the rest of the franchise because it, that took place in the 70s. Anyway. So that's anyway. what I think is going to happen. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. At least, maybe not with John Cena's character, but with Transformers and G.I. Joe's crossing over at the end of Beast Wars. Sorry. But also, if it so if they're not rebooting their universe, where did the Beast Wars go? They have to kill them all at the end right. of this movie. They have to kill all of them. They have to kill all of them before <laughs> Sam finds Bumblebee in the used car lot. Yes. That's what has to happen. Well, they have to. Do they? Yes. I guess. Oh, by the way, it was like, I was on my Spotify at the same time because of uh, like a new update. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my unique genre combo, it comes, it comes up our podcast first. <laughs> Nice. I'm like, oh, podcast books. <laughs> yeah, books. <laughs> um, but I'm excited. I'm super excited. I, I, I'm a '90s kid, so I grew up with, um, oh my god, uh, Beast Wars. I can't remember the name of this program. I love Beast Wars as a show. I cannot wait to see them on screen. Um, I'm excited. I'm super excited. And if that that like promo like BTS, not even BTS, that like um like uh, draft of Optimus Primal is what we're getting. I'm not against it. I'm not against it at all. It looks dope as shit. So, I'm in. Uh, and, then oh, yeah. and then finally for news, for movie news, we are going to jump to DC, and we got the first looks of the Shazamly and Supergirl for the Flash movie. And oh, my God. And Michael Keaton. Not oh, a yeah. suit, but Michael Keaton showed up on set yep. with Ezra Miller, with... I forget who's playing Supergirl, but I'll look it up while you talk about it. Yes. So, I'll do the Shazamly stuff first before you jump into that uh, mm -hmm. while you're looking at that stuff. So, we got the first look of the Shazam uh, 2, uh, Wrath of the Gods. Um, you see Helen Mirren talk... Uh, Sasha Callies. Okay. Sasha um, Kelly. Sorry. You have... Uh, uh, what's who? What's his name? Who Shazam? Zachary Levi? Yeah. Talking to Helen, uh, Helen Mirren. That's like That's a whole cool. scene. That's supposed to be like another mom scenario. Yeah, she's the mother of the Shazam or something. Something weird. All the all of them got new upgraded suits. Yes, and if you notice, the girl that plays Mary Marvel is playing both roles. 
She's playing her as a civilian and her in the superhero movie. Because someone who got... The, the one that they turned in... That she shazammed into... Yeah. Ended up getting fired because she was at the Capitol riots. And they don't like her anymore. Oh my god, really? Yep, she got fired because she was seen at the Capitol riots rioting. She I, she... I don't know if she went into the building. I just heard... Don't, don't shoot me. Don't shoot the messenger. Oh my I heard god, she I was at the that. riots. Oh my god. And they didn't like that. So they went, I'm not in the movie. Well, I... It also makes sense to have Mary Marvel... Shazam up and just be herself because one, she's already an adult. Yeah, she's oldest. And two, now that she, it's been three years, she's aged. Yeah. Also, um, in the comics, she's also the only one. Her and Billy are. Her and Freddy are the only two in the original. Yeah, because Freddy was just a kid. Yeah. And he, was and just, he would just be able to use his legs. Yeah. Again. But instead, they were like, what if she's Adam Brody? And we're like, yes. Yes. <laughs> we like Adam Brody. That's fine. <laughs> Um, and that's what they changed for the book too. They made him older, but Mary looked almost the same in in this version like she did in the. She comic. just gets like I think like four inches taller. Yeah, and has like a more adult defined like jawline. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. So I didn't know that was the reason why they had. Yeah, her. that's from, that's from what I hear. Okay, it's from what I hear from DC Twitter that she got <laughs> fired because she was at the riots. Oh wow. Yeah. That you know at all. I don't want to slander them. No, no. That's of why I'm saying I'm getting it from yeah. a source that is not myself. I'm yeah, not of making course. this up. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Of course. It's yeah, that's crazy just to go, oh man, she got fired because she's all stupid? Yeah, that's crazy. Right. Why would you do that? I understand fighting her for your political re- beliefs and stuff. Car- uh, Cara Dune. Uh, Gina Carano got fired because she said something very stupid, yeah. but she was defending herself politically. Just don't do it in a stupid way. Yeah, like, Just say, hey, these are my politics. Sorry if you don't like that. Don't yeah. be, hey, I'm going to compare myself to a minority in a huge world event that was terrible. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do also, that. don't go into the Capitol building and be stupid. Yeah. Well, again, you know, I also remember that just because freedom speech doesn't not, not mean freedom of consequence. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Just because you get you to say it. You can't go around and say bad words in public and expect not to get smashed. Yep. Like, if I'm walking around in the bad neighborhood and I start yelling some slurs, I'm going to get hit or killed. Yeah, you that's know? your fault. That's, that's my... That's, yeah, you can it's, say it's whatever your right. you want. It's your right all day. Yeah, but you can say whatever you want as long as you know you have to face the consequences. Yep. So, yeah, I'm surprised about that. Call cancel culture, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> um... So there's that was new she said. I like the new looks. Um, oh, the new look, costumes look cool. They look the same, but like just slightly upgraded. Sleek, yeah. It's like sleek, it's slimmed down, sleeker design. Yeah, but they're still like show off all the ass yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they're still like still, yeah, yeah. Zachary Levi was looking nice. Let's grate some cheese on that abs. <laughs> he got really big. Remember Chuck when he was like little? I know. He was still tall, but he's like thin. thin and like now he's like huge. Like he's like Kumail Nanjiani, where he's like no. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you weren't here for that. Oh, I mean, I wish you were here for this. So we had a whole talk about, like, I just How want... Kumail is now? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much how this, this conversation became. Um, but what it was, it was like... Who, who ha- was it? Uh, it was me, Ant, and, like, a nut, like a, two customers. And we're like, you know what? I always want to be hired for a Marvel film and then quit after I become that hot looking. I, mean, well, yeah, I don't want to do the movie. Because they <laughs> sign you up and then they... Have you go to like their personal trainers and they shred you? you, you they shred you. Eat nothing you. but cucumbers and apples for the. Like, you eat nothing but cucumbers, apples, and protein. Yeah, like to be fucking ripped. To be a brick shit house. <laughs> it's like the, the, they just go. They just go. All right, we're gonna do the rock diet, but I'm gonna motivate you to do it instead of you trying to do it by yourself. Yeah, and then you're like, okay. You cry the entire way. And yeah, like, but then after you do the first Marvel movie, you can chub up a little bit, like Peter Quill, like uh, Chris Pratt. He's still bit. pretty good looking. Yeah. But he's. And then they make you automatically. As, in as soon in as Guardians you... 1, where he's got the shirt off, he looks insane. And then yeah. in Guardians 2, you're like, he got chubby. Yeah, but then they make you go right back to that diet. Well, you... yeah, they hit him up on an endgame, he looked good again. Yeah, they were like, nope. They're get like, back, back here. But, but we'll still make a joke about it because Thor's here. Yes. And then you see 
Freaking, um, I know it was a fat suit, but you see uh, Chris Hemsworth, who didn't really have to work out too hard to be Thor in Endgame. Yeah. And then you see him in Ragnarok, and he, his child looks like the size of one of his pecs or one of his thighs. Yeah. He's walking his little girl to school, and I'm like, is that a third arm? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, what is like, that? Oh, that's his child? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like, it's, no, uh, dude, his, his, his BTS shots from Love yeah. and Thunder. Dude, even Jane, um, Natalie Portman is ripped as oh shit. Oh, my God. Oh, she looks good. I know. Oh, imagine I, starting out as Padme and then becoming Thor. Oh. I know. What a, oh, what what a, a glow, glow up, dude. man. <laughs> Yo. Crazy. Ah, uh, man. But yeah, so we saw that, and then we saw the, the first shots of Supergirl from the new Flash oh, movie. Oh, she looks good. Her costume design is from uh, Earth 2, I think. Uh, very similar to her. Uh, it's not exactly, but like they kind of got the idea from Earth 2. Uh, no, from Injustice. Injustice, I'm sorry. Yes, Injustice. Kara from Injustice, because yes. Tom Taylor was talking about it. Yep. And he's like, this looks like my character. Not he's like I'm not saying anything was bad. He's like I like it. He's yep. like this just looks like my guy. Everyone's like oh it's CRL. I'm like it's not Seer. It, it's Laura. It's, it's literally just yeah. It's Laura from she's Injustice. She's just different. Yeah, it looks almost exactly like Laura. And if it is from if she is from the Injustice universe, that is gonna be fucking crazy. I love it. I mean, she looks more like um, Henry Cavill Superman than she does any other Supergirl. And you can say oh man, the lineage she doesn't have blonde hair because she's more Kal El side because you can do whatever you want because sure. she doesn't have to have black. Ha- uh, um, blonde hair. If she's not, it, it, if she's playing, if she's playing Kara, that's what it is. It could be like um, generations where mm-hmm. she puts on a wig to be Supergirl, yeah. so then when she takes it off, nobody knows because Clark Kent just puts on glasses. Yeah, and they're like, "That's not Superman, that's Clark." But when you see Supergirl flying around, you're like, "Who's that?" Because when uh, what's her face? Uh, I forget what they named their kid. Kara. It, is it Kara? Yeah, oh, okay. It, yeah. They, she takes the wig off. She has black hair. Yeah. And I'm like, that makes sense because Superman, if it's the daughter, Superman always has black hair. Sure. But you see Supergirl, you see you think blonde hair. Yep. Because we get it from the shows and all the comics. Yes. So, we don't know. It's not confirmed who she's playing. Everyone just assumes. It's Supergirl, obviously. But. We are Supergirl, but everyone's assuming it's Kara or Sir L, but you could also make it Laura from Injustice. Injustice. And who is Laura from Injustice? Superman's daughter from Ultimate Reality. You, it's literally Flashpoint, so yes. Yeah. It could be Superman's daughter from the Michael Keaton Batman universe. Yeah. If we get. If we get Superman from the Michael Keaton Batman universe, I'm gonna. Oh, oh my god. Oh, and they get. Oh, oh, it's gonna be so good. They got Brandon Ralph again. <laughs> bro, bro, Kingdom Come. What if they do Kingdom Come with Michael Keaton and Superman? And that's the dog. Dude, they're calling it now. We're gonna say it now. That's our theory. <laughs> Flashpoint's actually Kingdom Come. It's Flash Kingdom Come. Yeah, but, oh my god. They got Iris in it. Why not? I love that fucking book. Because we know it's Flashpoint. Yeah. But like. Batman, he's not playing Thomas. No. Michael Keaton, he's playing Batman. Yeah. So it could be a Kingdom Come universe where he's older. Similar to how they did it in um, Crazy on Infinite Earth where they got Kevin Conroy to be there with uh, Brendan Routh. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's going to be awesome. If only. I love Crisis events. Everyone knows that. (laughs) It's a thing I love. You're the Crisis King. King of Crisis. I am the King of Crisis. All right. And last bit. That's all good. That's it. No, we're done. That's it. Sweet. News over. Go on to our topic of the week. Sorry yes. about that poor transition. I know. That was <laughs> awful for topic us. Topic of the week. So, guys, it's still Pride Month, and we are doing... Sorry. Marvel Pride. Marvel Pride. We're talking about our favorite LGBTQIA plus characters from the Marvel Universe. Yes. As a whole. As a whole. To coincide with the Marvel Voices Pride issue that released with our boy Luciano all over it. Dude, he got a cover, he's got the opening story, and he's got his character synonymous, or his character designed yes. in this book as well. Look at him go. Good for them. Yes. So, hit us, up with this, any, <laughs> hit us up with any pride history you have about the Marvel characters in the LGBT right. alliance. So, uh, 
Marvel, uh, Marvel is most of their LGBT history is most recent uh, within the last 20, uh, 20 some odd years. Are uh, one going back to 1990, uh, 1992, starting off in Alpha Flight 106, uh, which is actually North Star's coming out. Um, it's actually reprinted in the Marvel vs. Pride. Yeah, they, they also recap it as well at the beginning where they talk about all the main characters in the Marvel yes. Cinema in the Marvel Cinema in the Marvel Universe and yes. like their history and stuff, which is yes. really cool. Luciano did that one. Um, that's actually the he's also the first gay character for the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, chronological not chronologically in timeline, but in in reality. Um, next up uh, would be the next major event you can classify would be um, Marvel uh, Marvel Comics presents uh, one fifty uh, one fifty one in nineteen ninety four, which is the first appearance of a trans character in Jesse Drake. Um, after that, Marvel has their first. Gay- is that the one in uh, the Electra story? Who's no, Drake? no, that's an older character. The one in Je- in the Black Cats, uh, no, in the Electra story, is actually from Gamma Flight. Okay, so she's a newer character that's in Gamma Flight. Oh, okay, my bad. Yep. Um, next up, you have X Force One Eighteen in two thousand one, which is Marvel's first on gay uh, kiss on panel, which was with whomst? Um, it's actually between. Oh my god, he's a, oh my god, what's his name? I know it's from X. Uh, what ended up happening is right after he, they kiss him, he, they fridge him immediately. Oh, yeah, most unfortunate. Um, I forgot. I was like, I, I, I want to say Wolf. Oh, it's, it's, not it's, Wolf it's, it's it's the Wolf guy and yes. um the the dude who I'm gonna call him the fat guy because that's what he does. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's from fat, it's, 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 it's the ecstatic. Yeah, yeah, it's P H A. Oh yeah, it's fat. Yeah, P H A. It's it's Wolf's Bane, but it's not. It's not Wolf's Bane. I want to call Wolf's Bane because I think his name is like I think his name is like Richter, but it's not as well. I'll look him up. But yeah, it's between fat and him. Yeah, yeah, that's the first artist on Panthers, and then Rick. Uh, the, the the wolf character dies like shortly. No, after. no, the fat character. Sorry, dies. fat dies. Wolf's still around. Yeah. Um. Then you have 2003 with Rawhide Kid number one, which is a groundbreaking mini series that followed uh Raw, the Rawhide Kid. Um, the Rawhide Kid. Uh, what it was, it was a reimagining of the original Rawhide Kid. His but, name is Vivisector. Oh, the Wolf Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why it's called Vivisector. I don't like that name. But his name is Miles Alfred, which is fun. That's fair. Um. So, Vorhai Kid, canonically, was not gay. Um, they, the and with it, a name like that? Uh, but <laughs> I'm in so two, sorry. I know. In the 2003 series, they don't even straight up say that it's heavily implied throughout the entire series um, that he's gay. Um, it was, then Afterwards, you have Marvel's... Uh, in 2012, in Star X-Men 151, you have Marvel's first same-sex marriage with North Star and his husband, um, which I actually own that copy, and I have it signed by Marjorie Liu. Awesome. Um... Then, the very controversial All-New X-Men number 40, Iceman's coming out. Yeah. Controversial because Ben did it poorly. Cool, because Iceman's gay now. Yes. It doesn't sure. matter. Oh, it was always gay, my bad. Yeah. Um, then after that, you have a Mystique, uh, History of Marvel Universe number 2 in 2019, uh, which has Mystique's and Destiny's romantic relationship ha- being confirmed, even though that's really not that's not true. It was confirmed way before this. Um, and then finally, uh, the last major event... Uh, is besides my pride is Empire issue four in twenty twenty, uh Wicked and Hulkling's marriage. Um yeah, recently. Yeah, recently. Very recent. Um so that's a recent for that's the like I said, it says twenty twenty, but it actually came out in twenty twenty one. Yes. Right? Uh no twenty twenty. No, it was twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Back Empire end. was yeah, back pushed end. back five months. Yeah. So um uh, Marvel LGBT uh community is awesome. Um it's a lot more it, it's relatively it's newer than DC's. Like we talked about this last week, where DC 
kind of had already had a start back in the 90s. Yeah, DC had like a big head start with a lot of characters. Which is really crazy when you think about it. But, like, then, but then Marvel was like, well, Iceman though. So yeah. they tried to beat him, but retconning isn't beating them. Right, retcon's like, be- like, not inclusion. Yeah, retcon. <laughs> That's a good, retcon is not inclusion. That should be a t-shirt. It's, it's cool. It's cool that we have, rec- it's cool that we have inclusion. Yes. But it sucks that it was a retcon. Yeah. T-shirt. Iceman's got so many lovers, and they're all women, but they're all beards because he doesn't want to be both yeah. minorities. Yeah, which is weird because literally. But then we have this story in here, which I'll talk about later. Which mm, I should on the I should on the cake. Yeah, early thaw, good name too. I like that story. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're talking about some of our favorite LGBT characters from the Marvel universe and some of their favorite stories that feature them in Hunter. You want to go for it? We're picking three, so go here for them. I'm one. gonna start with the easy one. I'm gonna start with Loki. Okay. Loki is fun and awesome and. I think he's pan. He's considered pan, yes. Or he's bisexual, non. Or he's bisexual, gender fluid. I forget exactly what he is. But he's he, gender fluid. We know that, yes. Well, that's because. Yeah. But is it bi or is it pan? Either way, yeah. Doesn't matter. It's, no, he's just a pan. It is. Yes. Okay. Either way, cool. Uh, we love Loki. Loki's gone through so many redemptions and so many un. Is it unredemptions? I'm gonna call it unredemption. That's, that's right. not a word. Um, where he's a good guy, then he's a bad guy, then he's a good guy. But Loki's recent hot streak has been. Anti-hero. He's trying. Yes. And that's what we're seeing in the TVA um, Loki Disney Plus show, which I... Oh, we'll talk about that when we get there with John. So good. I know. So, I don't know. Any Loki... Just Loki is fun. Um, favorite Loki story of mine is Loki, Agent of Asgard. It is Loki trying to redeem himself. Uh, he So, he turns himself into, like, a teenager, and he tries to redeem himself... By working with Freya as an agent of Asgard doing, like, spy stuff. It's weird. But then he ends up fighting, like, an old version of himself and a kid version of himself. And it gets very convoluted. But it is super fun. And if you're a fan of Loki, definitely check out his turn as a good guy. And that's where they first introduced Lorelai, I believe. Not Lorelai. I forget her name. She's his sidekick in that book, essentially. She's like his Barbara Gordon. It might be Lorelai, but, like, repurposed into the modern era. Who's your number three or... It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not. It's not in particular. Or I'm going to go with Fay Lavelle, daughter of Marvel. Uh, she is a clone daughter of Marvel. Um, she was Quasar at one point, Captain Marvel, and now Martyr. And I think she's back to being. She's just Fayla now. I think she's a Fayla now. She just has her sword. Which I loved her as Martyr. Because do you ever see her, her Martyr design? No, I have not. That was her design. Oh jeez. It was fucking dope. She's ready to slay. Yo, it was dope oh, as man. shit. Um, I like her new design though. Yes. It's cool. It's like a mix of everything. It's yeah. got the cape, it's got the sword, it's got the quasar, like, symbol in the... That the was her chest. original suit. Yeah, that's what her kind of new suit looks yep. like, but with more of a cape from the yeah. uh, the, the martyr section. Um, Good stuff. After Genus, which is her brother, um, destroyed and recreated the universe, Phala was created in uh, in his place. Uh, in his place, uh, she came out in issue 25 of her... Moon Dragon, right? Yes. Uh, in issue 25 of Captain Marvel... Um, and then she ended up eventually getting together with her now wife, uh, Moondragon. Drax's future daughter, kind of. weird. No, it's actually just Drax's daughter. But, like, she aged so fast, or did nope. he not age at all, or what's nope. the... So, what's the ignore the movies, that? because... Well, no, the movies is whatever. It's wrong. In the comics, even, it's still weird. No, it's not, actually. So he dies. No. And then, like, goes into space, because nope. he's, like, originally this dude with a mustache yep. who likes the trombone, and they turns green. Yep, I'll explain all yeah, that. Yeah, so, so give me so, some of that. Body, is it body swapping? No. The... So, cause I, I'm putting Fela and Moondragon together in this title because I love both those characters. Um, Drax and... Um, I always forget Moondragon's real name. Anyway, they are in a car accident when they are younger. They are taken up to space. Um, both 
so what is told is that um, uh, Thanos' father says that um, the daughter and uh, oh Heather that's her name mm. Heather and the the mother and the wife died and Drax is author still at the point um, he's going to turn him into a weapon to beat Thanos so when he did to his family he's then turned into a living weapon mm. Fela, uh, sorry, um, Heather is then re- uh, revealed to be alive and she is sent off to live with space monks and train okay that's all of this okay that's all of this very weird. Yep. And then Drax dies on and off throughout the entire run of his entire uh, of his lifespan. And he likes jazz. And he just keeps getting resurrected because that's his job. Yeah, he dies and comes back. All the time. Okay. Um, th- uh, it was a way to explain why he looks different all the time and sounds and acts different every time he comes back. Very much like Doomsday. Or Groot. Ugh. Or yeah. Groot dies and he's yeah. like, I am Groot. And yeah. then he dies and he's like, Groot want this. And then yeah. he dies again and now he's just, I am Groot again. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. Very much that. Okay. Um... Fela, uh, like I said, she took the name Quasar, so she went from uh, herself to being, uh, from Fela, just being uh, Quasar. Um, then she went to being Captain Marvel for a little bit. There was no Captain Marvel at the time. And then became Martyr. Um, that's when she joined the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's, that, if you want to see that cool, that's Dan Abnett's run. You oh, see Dan Abnett's Guardians of the Galaxy run is legendary. Read that Speaking run. Speaking of Dan Abnett, I'm talking about him next. You keep going. Fine. <laughs> Read Dan Abnett's run on... Uh, He's such an underrated writer. I'm so thinking about is. it now. He writes a lot of good stuff and doesn't get a lot of credit. He does He did Aquaman for the longest time and that was awesome. Yeah. Read, Ab- Read Dan Abnett's Read Guardians, of Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And so you'll love... 2009, right? Uh, yeah. Give or take? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, around there. Read that run because that's... Bendis took over in 2013. Yes. Uh, read that run because that that pretty much built up everything you know about the Marvel Comics. And then they just wrecked it all with Marvel now. I know. <laughs> I know. They did. By putting but Iron Man on the Guardians for Read that book. Reason. You'll love it. Um, you'll get a great appreciation. It shows the best parts of Fela's and um, okay. Heather's uh, relationship. Yeah. Um, and then they both died in that book. Um, mm-hmm. the failure, the the Heather and failure you see now, they come back. Of, from they're from alternate reality. Mm-hmm. They're from Infinity Wars. Yeah, they came from alternate reality of Infinity Wars. Yeah. So cool, I guess. Um, Weird, but cool. Yes, right. Because Heather, like Heather, merges with both her versions, like her past self. Uh, it's a little bit weird. The alternate self and the current self, which is that's the weird part of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I love failure. She's a badass bitch. Um, <laughs> very, it's very. No, that's a bad bitch. It's the same reason why I like Batwoman. Yeah. Um. I like strong female characters that are savages, and I love her fucking skeletal, like red and black, like kill yeah. design. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Reed Fela, she's awesome. Uh, also, it goes down on the theory that if you're a child of Marvel, you can only be one thing, and it's either, you're either one of two things: gay or crazy. <laughs> well, prove me wrong. They only have two. No, genus. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Fela. Yeah. Gay. Uh huh. Teddy. Gay. Oh, I forgot Teddy's part of that. Yep. But well, what if he's both? We haven't gotten that story yet. I don't want him being. We kind of had that story. I don't want him being gay and crazy. Yeah, like I don't want him being. It was like him being manipulated or someone being him. Yes. It was very weird. But it was like, oh, but he's gay and crazy. He's yeah, got like, both. Uh, uh, I like, forgot Teddy was that. Yep, yeah, Teddy's Marvel's kid. He's more. He's a. But that's the one thing I, I wish that they would do is bring all the all the kids together. That's the one thing I wish they they did. Awesome. That'd be fucking great. Yeah, do this now. It's fucking an empire. Yeah. We're post empire. They could definitely do that in the fucking book. We have Teddy and have Fela there. Like, you fucking dope-ass scene. Sorry, I just want it fucking... I want it. I just want it. All right, so there's them two. Hercules. Okay. Hercules, uh, what, Greek mythology, everybody, you know, has love orgies and all that stuff. Hercules didn't really hit, um, hit gay. Hercules didn't really, uh, wasn't really depicted as gay in the Marvel Universe until, what, 2005 or 8 with Extreme X-Men? 
where, he, where he came yeah. from an alternate dimension and he was dating Cowboy Wolverine. That was dope, actually. It was, it was. Oh my god, Extreme X Men is one of the best comic yes. X Men books, and then nobody talks about it, but it's awesome. Yes. That and um, the X Force, where they get Nightcrawler from an alternate universe, and Deadpool decides not to kill Kid Apocalypse. So good, Uncanny yes. X Force. I think that one is so good. That's Uncanny. Yep. Yeah. We don't talk about that. We're talking about Hercules. So Hercules has always been a cool character to me. He's just like I, I always imagined him before Thor became Party Thor. He's just Thor, but fun. Yes. But no one ever talks about him really. And then we got Dan Abnett's run on Hercules, which lasted 11 issues and then a four-issue miniseries or a five-issue miniseries that tied into Civil War Two, I think it's what it was, 20, 2016. So I, don't, I just like that book a lot. It was basically modernizing Hercules and putting him in books, and then he was in the Avengers, and now he's in the Guardians of the Galaxy, which will lead into my next character, but we'll talk about that afterwards. So, yeah, I'd recommend reading the Dan Abnett run of Hercules or reading The Labor's Hercules from 2011. Okay. Or reading Spider-Herc from Spider-Island. Just that one issue. It's fun. It's part of the regular Hercules run, I think, from right around Spider-Island, right before The Labor's, or in the middle of The Labor's? I forget. And then there's just issue 8 or issue 9 is like Spider-Herc, and it's just dumb. So definitely check that out. James, who's your next one? So I had a... So I have like a tie, but I'm only, I'm picking one. You can tie. No, nah, because I don't want to tie. Honorable mention. One's an one's gonna be an honorable mention, but my next one is Angela from Angela and uh, Spawn. Yeah, no. <laughs> Angela from Spawn. Spawn, yeah. Like, actually, yes. The Marvel character from from Image. Yes. What? Um, Angela uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Angela from Asgard's Assassin. Um, Queen of Hell. Queen of Hell. Um, she and is now from. As Guardians of the Galaxy was her last book, I think. Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy was her As last Guardians book. As Guardians Yes, As Guardians of the Galaxy was the last book. That was a good book, too. That was fucking short lived. That was underrated. Yeah. I think that. I don't, don't quote me. No, it was Colin Bond. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think it was Dan Abney. It was Colin Bond. It was kind of. Yeah, Colin Bond. That's, that was, that was an underrated book. That was dope. Throg was I like her as Throg a fucking leader. I like her as a leader. She's cool. Um, I like. So, I love Angela. Again, it goes with my badass bitch motif. Um, she is. The daughter of Odin. She is the oldest. She is Thor's older she sister. She's basically Hela from the MCU. Yeah. They just took that from that. Because Hela exactly wasn't originally was. from that. They just went, we wanted to use Angela, but we couldn't. So we used Hela and gave her the backstory. Secret love daughter. Yes. It's awesome. Well, that sounded bad. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. But she is Odin's daughter. She is, uh, was raised by angels. Uh, stolen, by, stolen by angels and raised by them to eventually go to war against Asgard. Um, it's a crazy ass story. She eventually finds out an original sin. Ooh. I didn't know that. I didn't know about that. Know that team. Yeah. Um, she's raised by angels to pretty much fight against Thor. Angels on the moon. And so she ends up coming in, in the storyline original sin is revealed that she is, uh, Odin's daughter and she has now decided to go and now she's becoming a hero in her own right. She has abandoned, uh, heaven um, she's like, oh, screw that. Because she was a lot to you her entire life. Yeah. And, like... Wouldn't you also be yeah. like, fuck that? So, she was a lot to her entire life. She decides to dip out and go to find her own place. And she joins for, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, yes. First, she joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, and then, after that, she becomes Asgard's assassin, working for the old mother Freya. Yeah, along with... It was right around the same time as the agent of Asgard, Loki. Yes. They were, like, her two little yep. minions. And then, after that, she becomes Queen of Hell. So you beat Hela. Yeah, I think that's in what Secret Wars, right around that before, time. Right before Secret Wars. Yeah, and then yeah, the Secret Wars had the the, uh, no, the Secret Days. Wars had the, the yeah the, the sixteen oh five Angela. Yeah, that's what it was. And then after that, there was sixteen oh five, and then we haven't heard from her really since then. She's popped up in um, I think she was in. She was in Wolverine recently. Realms. 
She's in War Realms Stop. and she was in Donny Cates' Guardians because she was a space character. Yeah. She was in the background, though. Yeah. I believe. It's one of the characters unutilized. I really wish Donny Cates... Well, be- because I feel like that's tied to a lot of the um the the, the rights to it. I know Marvel technically owns the rights to nope, it, but... they can write it now. It's fine. Yeah, it's we're all past, good? Yeah, we're oh, past okay. I thought we were still in, like, legal, nope, like... Nope, that's limbo. the only one we have legal limbo is Miracle Man. That's where it comes from. Oh, okay. I yep. wanted to make sure. She could have actually just appeared in any book. I think the, it's just hard to use that character because they... I think, like, what do you do if she's, like... She's she kind of, like, overpowered. She's basically the Wonder Woman, besides Power Princess or whatever right, her name well, is. Right, well, that's, yeah. Or Warrior Woman. Yep. She's basically really overpowered. She's not that powerful. It's just that you choose that's the problem. Well, they, she's the Wonder Woman. She, course, she's the Wonder if, Woman, but she's in space. Well, she's like Thor, but in space. Like, well, you can do you can do whatever you want. Yeah. That's the problem. So, I think people are trying to find... It's hard to find a place for her character um, that you already didn't... Ex- that, that someone you, already you, has you, Yeah, you already extinguished all her, like, this she stuff that made her unique. She was in space for, like, two years. Yeah, yeah. You, you took, she ruled hell for like two years. Yeah, so like you, what do you do now? Yeah, you took everything. She's a very limited character. She's like Black Widow. You can only make her do spy stuff for so long before right. she needs to do something crazy. Yeah, like, like die a million times in the horror book. Right, you have to put Remember her. You, the thing I would like to see with Angela next is either put her back on Guardians, which I think would be good. or put her on some like, like Strike. Was she in Strike Force? She was Strike Force. She was Strike. That's what it was. Put her on like another Strike Force style team, but make that book last a little bit longer. Yeah. Make it matter. Yeah. Make it matter. Make it because they uh, they had two books going at the same time. We did the same job. Strike Force yeah. and uh, Agents of Wakanda was the same book. Same book with two different teams. Yeah. So if they did it right, they would have made it more like a Strike Force where she would have been on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, or put her in, in Thor again. You know, after put her, just have her hang out. Yeah. Now that Donny Cates is writing Thor, he probably has something planned. Yeah. But now that Donny Cates is writing Thor and he loves all that like metal stuff. Yeah. Throw Angela in there for an arc. Have her do more Queen of Hell stuff if she didn't give up the throne to someone else. Yeah. And then just do cool shit. Yeah. And then she's got a girlfriend, right? Uh, Sarah. Sarah, yeah. Who's actually trans? Because in their spe- their species, she was born a male angel, and she trans uh, she transitioned to uh, a female. Oh, that's cool! I yep. didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, angels like Lucifer usually are born androgynous with both genitals. Yeah. No, with no genitals. No genitals. No, I nothing. It was both. Because I know in some they look in, they, both. Yeah, some some iterations. Well, some... we know we know Gabriel from Constantine is androgynous because they don't have anything and they were Tilda Swinton. Right. They look. Yeah. They and can, now they're Gwendolyn Christie. They can Gwendolyn look Gwendolyn Christie. They can look feminine or masculine. That's what makes them androgynous. Yeah. Um, you're thinking you're thinking more of the uh, hermaphroditical. Where yeah. they are born with both sets. Yeah, there's a there's an anime called Devil Man on Netflix, which yep. isn't just a Netflix original. There's more stuff, but yeah, yeah. The one of the characters Lucifer. in that is, is Lucifer, I think, is yes, Lucifer, is and Lucifer. they have both genitals. And yes, Lucifer in that. You don't one. see it, but they talk about. No, it. No, you see it. In you the do? Netflix I don't remember that. In Netflix one, you do. I've only watched it once because episode nine haunts me. Was that the one? That's where they murder everybody. Oh, I love it. And that. I'm like, no, because I liked all the. I didn't know how the book ended, so when I'm watching it, I'm like, I love these characters. No, that, it sucks that some died, but I love them. And then everyone anime. dies, and I'm like, oh my god, it's a sad anime. I refuse to rewatch it. I'll it's, watch it up to episode eight, and I'll stop. It's a sad anime. It's a sad manga. It was a sad it's, series. It's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. Um. So yeah, uh, Luke's friend is half hermaphroditical. Yeah. Um. So yes, most angelic beings or celestial beings are uh, shown to be hermaphroditical or androgynous. Mm-hmm. Um. In the connotation for Marvel for the angels, they're not angels in like the Judeo-Christian yeah. format. Um, so what they are, they're uh, they're like a mix of like Amazons. They're pretty much like an Amazon, yeah. like a space-faring Amazon race, if you want to think about it that sure. way. Um, but when men are born into that race, they either are killed and they turn into like these monster things, or they're women that transition. Oh no, no, they men that transition. No, they always are just. Oh. Um, men are turning the monster uh, are turning into monsters. Sierra decided that they didn't want to do that anymore and became a female. So, they just want enough to do that. They're not. It's not. It's like through magical means. It's okay, not, I was like, that sounds like 
stupid. They, they didn't choose. That like, sounds MacGuffin-y? No, no, no. That it sounds Mary Sue. I'm, 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 the way I'm making it sound, yeah, you, the way I'm describing it is You're bad. making a long story short. Yeah. Yeah. That's, TLDR. You're shooting yeah. it down. You're like, bah. They, they, she went through the transition and became yeah. a female. Um, yeah. There's, there's ways to explain the book with the book. Like, um, but again, I like Angela. Again, I want her to do something and be seen mm-hmm. in something more. Um, shame that we won't get an MCU because we got Heller and they're not going to do the same thing. Unless they just change her up and just make her an assassin. She shows up in Loki for like a sec. That'd be cool. Or she is Kate Blanchett, but playing Angela from an alternate universe. That'd be as cool. a variant. She's a variant of Heller who's Angela. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. That'd be dope as That'd shit. That'd be fun. That'd because be dope. Because Angela is close enough to Hella. You know? It's not. You're missing so many. I'm like, missing a lot of letters. I, like, I saw it them out and put an H in there. Yeah, like, I was trying to like math it out, and I was like, "There's a G in there somewhere that's not doesn't line up with Hella correctly." No, but yeah, I love Angela, Elias' character. My wife actually likes that book. That's one of the other books she read. Oh yeah, she's only read like twelve Marvel books. Yeah, and one of them is Angela, which is dope. Yeah. So, and what's your final, final LGBT character? character? I'm doing Star Lord because they oh, nice. they switched everything around on Star Lord. Yes. Originally, he was just pretty straight laced, and then. Back in, what was it, Al Ewing doing it right now? Yes. Al Ewing, I think it was issue, I want to say 12? No. No. 10? 10. 10. Uh, Star-Lord got stuck. He got, he like got killed and he got stuck in like this weird time thing with the sun god and he became a sun god. It's very weird. The, the guardian of light or something. The yep. guardian of the sun. Super weird. But he ended up like spending an entire lifetime with this female alien and this male alien and at first he was just with the female alien and the male alien was like hey and he was like hey from Spider-Verse and then they kind of just like developed like a thruple situation similar to the Gene Wolverine Scott thing which is now confirmed in Marvel Voices which is awesome fuck you James <laughs> now you have to get the toys and make them all sleep in the same bed and then um, going forward Star-Lord is now just completely I think it's bisexual or pan yes. is going uh, by but, uh- I classify, he, he, I classify I, him as bi, but I don't know the the genders of the aliens that he was with right. in that weird so time loop. I, I didn't class, read the full story. I classify anyone that sleeps with an alien as pan. That's fair. That's I, can, I can agree with that. I agree. Anybody that sleeps with an alien is outside your species is pan. Because you, you don't know. Right. Yeah. The, where their the holes are at are not the where your holes are at. <laughs> That's like, Money Shot. Yeah. <laughs> read Money Shot if you want to know where the holes are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Money Shot, as I described it before, is Guardians of the Galaxy, but they have sex with everything. Yes. So, speaking of having sex with everything, Peter Quill. So, you know, if, if you got want a cool Peter Quill story, read the Chris Anka Peter Quill story from Star-Lord Grounded, where he's stuck on Earth for a little bit, and he's trying to, like, catch up with stuff, and he meets up with Wolverine, and he's, you know, just trying to live a life. You can also check out any of the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff from 2009 onwards to current day. He's not... He's not gay. He's he, not gay. He doesn't pick that as gay there. Yeah. I mean... There's probably hints like he's like, oh man, that's a good looking guy. Because we know we like David Hasselhoff, and David yeah. Hasselhoff was a good looking dude back in the day. Still kind of good looking now. Yeah. And then, I mean, not as much as. No. Like, you see him in uh, SpongeBob, and you're like, all right. And you see him now, and you're like, look, man, oh, we had right. a whole episode last week about how we love. <laughs> in Zelda? <laughs> in Zelda. <laughs> I think it was two weeks ago. That's two weeks ago. Um, this is the third episode in a row, though, we've talked about in Zelda, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not saying nothing, but you know what's up. <laughs> So yeah, Peter Quill, I don't know, I just love him. Yeah. Uh, anything from 2009 Guardians forward, the old school Peter Quill was very much just Captain Kirk with a, two laser guns instead of one. He was more like a Flash Gordon style character. Yeah. But reading him now, he's much more well developed. And obviously with the Al Ewing stuff, they transitioned him into a pansexual sun god. Yes. So I know, also, right? he walks around with like Shirtless. no shirt, just with a jacket with and a yeah. nice beard. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, he looks so good. So... I'll do my number one. I wasn't going to pick this originally. I, I, I so I, I'll do one honorable mention, which is, I'll do my two honorable mentions. Um, 
Gray Malkin from uh, Young X Men, who is actually descendant from Xavier. Oh, uh, sorry, he's a um, an, uh, one of ancestors, uh, Xavier's ancestors. Okay. His mutant ability is longevity, as long uh, and also like, longevity. and also well, longevity and also like uh, enhanced strength, and um, so be strong and long. Something nice. about um, he also um, because of not uh, because of the dark, he was he was because of being yeah. gay. So he was uh, caught by his father for being gay. And then buried he was a lot. Caught? Well, it was what, like, is, what do you mean by like, caught? It was the like 1800s. Oh, okay. I mean, so, but but the but the Romans. I know. But and, and the Spartans. And that's, the that's, of that's respect. Like, that's like the 16th, like 15th century. Like oh, man. 1800s. I'm just being, I'm just being like, a yeah. dick. The way you said caught by his father, I'm like, that sounds wrong. But he was. Caught in the act? Yeah. And so his father beat him and then buried him alive. <laughs> God, that's fucked. Yep. And then he gained his mutant ability kicked in. So he so just got to survive in a box? Yep. Gotta love that. He's yep. like. Oh man, I'm gonna die. Now I'm just stuck here. Yep. <laughs> Did someone dig him out eventually? Like yeah, years down the line, like a modern, mother? the modern time. He just sat in. A, he just sat in a box for two hundred plus years. Yep. I would go absolutely insane if he's, he didn't come he out like Legion. Gray, I would just freak he has out. All gray skin and Is like. He in this? Uh, I no. I saw Gray Malkin somewhere in this. I'll, yeah, I'll show you a picture of him. If you got one, yep. let me see. Oh yeah, he's right here. Yeah. 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 So, he became a mole person because they shoved him in a box for 200 yep. years. That's ridiculous. Do they talk about him and his relationship to Professor X in Krakoa? I know it's not a, in he said he's a descendant. Because I know he's, that. Oh, sorry, he's uh, an ancestor. So, yeah. Um, That's what I meant. So, yeah. so, where the school was founded, it's called Great Mountain Lane. That's his, that's his name. Um, so, everyone assumes that, and Xavier's family owned the land for so long. They th- Everyone kind of assumes that. He may be Xavier's ancestor. Um, and young X Men beats kind of those testing on him and says like they're related from like that. Like he's his like great 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 whatever grandfather type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so yeah, I like Great Mal- as, as, as honorable mention. His story's sad, but mm-hmm. it's cool when he finally meets the, the young X Men and forms and bonds with them and forms a team with them. Um, and my other honorable mention, uh, actually, I'll probably use this as my number one, even though, it, it, fine, fuck it, it's my number one. Uh, my number one truly is most of the time is Wiccan, but I always got sh- and bitch and love Wiccan on the show so often, so I will not talk about him this episode. Um, I'm going to talk about Mystique. Sticking with my yeah, bad yeah, bitch. Yeah, dude. Sticking with my bad, my, my, my bad bitch trope I've been using all <laughs> evening. We bad bitches. Uh, I fucking love Mystique. Um, Mystique is, because she's not gay, she is bisexual, actually. Um... Because she is the mother of Nightcrawler and Green and Creed, um, and she's dating Destiny. And well, Destiny's her wife. Uh, oh, I didn't know they got married. They've been canonically, they were never married. We never saw it, but they were married for. They were together for such a long time. I think they just they, they got married at one point. We don't know somewhere in the timeline. Because Mystique, uh, um, Destiny was long live, uh, had longevity. Long too. live the king. Um, long live the queen. They were together for like. To, like for like a long time, um, Mystique also. Why I like Mystique so much is that she is willing to burn down Krakoa, uh, for her wife, and we're gonna see that in Inferno, and I cannot fucking wait. Yeah. Um. Literally gonna burn down Krakoa in Inferno. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> fucking amazing. Mystique's a badass character. She's an awesome super spy. International super spy. Super spy. Backyard again. TikTok uh, man. We got both. Uh, we're two yeah. grown men that watch TikTok. It's whatever. It happens. <laughs> Um, but also, uh, do you know the original, uh, origin of Nightcrawler? Where they, um, where they want, uh, pitch them? No. Isn't, wasn't he like an actual demon because of no, Hazel? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, Mystique was always supposed to be... The mom. 
Well, the parents. No, no. Oh. Destiny was the mother. Mystique shapes into a man to have Nightcrawler. I don't think that's how that works. That was, they were going... That, yeah. Because they, she, so she, so I understand if she shapes if she can get a penis, whatever, because yeah. she can get Wolverine's claws. Yeah. But you can't, you can't shapeshift semen. I don't think that's, that's how that works, so, Claremont. I'm sorry. Scientifically, that's not how it would work. But comics, who cares? But comics, who cares? <laughs> and um, if it's Claremont, Claremont will figure it out. Yeah. So <laughs> what, we, what if that's an X-Men Legends we'll get? Actually, that was what, so cool. Um, Come on, X-Men Legends, hit it up. More Claremont stuff. So what they did, <laughs> what they did to kind of like honor that mm-hmm. story, they in an ultimate in one of the X, uh, one of the Exiles books, the Nightcrawler in it, his his father is uh, Miss M M S K. And he is a sheep shifter, and Irene was the wife in that one. They That's had cool. Nightcrawler. But hey, X Men Legends, make make the Mystique semen a thing. Yeah, you got this. Um, it's your opportunity, Let's dude. Go I, Fabio Narcienza. You're not, not going to do that. <laughs> They're definitely not going to do that. <laughs> um, you're right, but I, we can hope. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> you're like um, because also with the limited Mystique's ability, she can copy up to physical traits for a thing, but not exactly what they can do. Like you can't like she can be as big as Juggernaut, but she won't be as strong as Juggernaut. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I love Mystique. She's an awesome, like, uh, super spy. She's a, a killer fighter. Her complete history is a fucking shit show mystery, which is also why I like her a lot. I want to know more about her, and you can just fit in pieces wherever you want. Um, she's a better version of Wolverine, uh, when it comes to, like, the history and mystery of her past. Um, but I love it. I like Mystique. Check her, uh, my favorite Mystique story is actually currently going on, uh, and will be going on in Inferno. Um, also, I did like her in... Um, oh my god, astonishing back no, in 2015. No. Uncanny was it astonishing? Astonishing was when it was uh, the Phantom X story with the body and the, the movie theater brain thing. No, it wasn't that one. It was actually, um, I like, well, no, what X-Men Evolution Wolverine and the well, X Men. No, I'm trying I, to like figure out. What I know, I'm trying to think, yeah. Well, my, 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 one of my favorite ones is actually, um, it's not a, it's not a timeline, it's not an, uh, in canon story. Um, uh, X Men Forever. X Men Forever. X Men Forever is a story that Chris Claremont wrote. That if you continue writing X Men Forward, that's what he would have done. If you continue writing X Men Forever, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a great series. Right. It's a fucking amazing series. How many issues? Like twelve? Was it one of those ones? Or? No, it's like six streets. Oh my god, he was. <laughs> he went. I'm going to write this story called X Men Forever, but it's thirty issues. <laughs> Wait, so why don't you just do a main X Men book? No, 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 no. X Men Forever. <laughs> it's okay. It's so fucking good. crazy. Uh, that and, and currently, what's going on with uh, yeah. Power? So, that ends our topic, guys. Uh, check out any, any of the books that we recommended. They're available. Go find them. Any Guardians from 2009 to 20 to current. Hercules yeah. from 2016. And Loki, Agent of Asgard is what I chose. Yep. You got- and Angela, Asgard Assassin. Uh, you have Dan Evans, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. And anything for X-Men with Mystique, because she's a savage. Oh, and the Mystique miniseries, which explains her origin oh, a little yeah, bit. Oh, yeah, the Mystique miniseries, the covers? Fire. Yeah. Uh, and Mystique Miniseries, which explains her origin a little bit. So check those out. Those out. Um, yeah, so we'll jump into our... Uh, storebook. Storebook, which is my voices If you couldn't one. tell already, yeah. by the cover of the podcast episode, which will probably be Luciano's cover. Yes, yeah, so that's Because it's, it's great. Um, we were talking about this, uh, uh Voice Pride. Again, like all anthology series, we picked one story. But let's talk um, about all of them. We will run through all of them, though. Uh, You'll do one it? page, I'll do the other. Yes. You do this one. I'll do this one. Yep. So you have introduction by actually just go across. Well, Timmy Howard did. We'll do one 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 after the other because it follows the map. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So introduction in Luci- uh, by Luciano Vecchio with Mike Sullivan. You have Under the Stars with Mariko Tamaki and Chris Anka. 
with uh, Tamara, uh, Tamara Bovelin, something new every day with uh, by Leah Sergis and Derek Charm with Brittany Peer. Do, do, do. Oh, I skipped the thing. The Vows by Alan Heinberg and Jim uh, and Jim Chung with uh, Marcelo Ma uh, Malio. Colossus by Kieran Gillen. No, you went too far. When a cat crosses oh, yeah. your path, you give them the right away. Leah Williams and Jane Bazadula with Eric Archiniega. Yep. I'll take that out of context. Totally Invulnerable by Crystal Frazier and Jethro Morales with Rachel Rose uh, Rochelle Rosenberg on colors. Then Colossus with Kieran Gillen and Jen Hickman. Yes. Yeah. And then you got Good Judy. Uh, by Terry ba uh, Ballas and Paula uh, and Paulina. And got you back on track. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ganachian and Kendall Good. Early Thor by Anthony Olivia and uh, Javier Garin uh, with uh, David Cruel on colors. You have The Man I Know by J.J. Kirby. Uh, the Great Ladies by Timmy Howard. And that's why I love that fucking story. Uh, Timmy Howard. Samantha Dodge and Brittany Peer. You want to finish it off? Yeah, you got You Deserve from Vita Ayala and Jonas Estep with Brittany L. Williams and Brittany's, uh, Brittany Peer, not Brittany Spears. <laughs> Man of His Dreams from Steve Orlando. Yeah. And Claudio Aguera with Luciano Vecchio on the, uh, with the Somnus? Somnus. Yep. Uh, like Insomnia. Uh, Somnus character design. And then you have Love is Love from Jacopo Campini, which is just a cover. Yep. And then it ends with the uh, Luciano Vecchio. Um, a little cover. backup thing. Yep. And then the covers. Yeah. So. All right. So what'd you pick? I picked Early Thaw, written by uh, Anthony Oliveri with art by Javier Garon. Okay. It is the Iceman Magneto story, which is super weird to say that. I know, right? So this is uh, this continues on with the retcon and the Iceman um, coming out story that we were talking about a while ago, but it takes place back in ye old days for the gifted youngsters where they're taping up Angel's wings to put him in the suit and... They're talking about how good he looks, and then Iceman's sitting in the back like, oh man, he's really hot. And then they have a big old fight. Oh man. Hello, James. Right, row. Yeah. Um, in the book, it shows like the old X-Men from first class fighting, and then it jumps to um, Iceman sitting at the pool watching Angel come out of the water in a Speedo with his wings, with his like, was that a 12-pack? Looks like a 12-pack with his, with his the V down there. I know. I'm not going to say what it is on... Podcast. You've said it before. I said it before, but I want to say it now. Because they're young boys in this one. I don't want to say it. With this V. And then Magneto shows up to attack. And then he's like, All right, Charles, I'm going to throw missiles at your school because I hate you. And then he sees Iceman crying, and he's like, Hey, uh, okay. So he's like, Don't be afraid. And Iceman's like, Oh, jeez, it's, it's freaking Magneto. And he's like, Hey, despite uh, me holding missiles and trying to kill you guys all the time, I don't want to kill you. And yeah. he's like, All right, then. And then uh, him and Magneto have a little powwow where Magneto kind of just, like, talks to him about being different. He doesn't really say it on the nose. Iceman doesn't fully come out to him, but he says, like, I don't want to be both and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm different. Glance. Yeah. Yeah. So Magneto figures it out. He takes his helmet off, and he just sits there and talks to him. And he's like, you know, I'll, I'll invade you guys another day. Right now I'm just going to sit with you if you want me to. And then he lets um, <laughs> Bobby try the helmet on. That's a favorite part. It's just, it's so cool. Like, this That's is a side of Magneto you barely can see. I, can I wear a hat? <laughs> when I was reading this, I was like... Because a lot of the Marvel Voices stories, no offense, I didn't like them that much. Yeah. But there was a couple of them that were choice. That yeah. Honestly, the X-Men ones are the best. And there's six of them. <laughs> there's six X-Men <laughs> books in this. There's a lot of gay X-Men. Yes. A lot of LGBT X-Men. So, but this one was just... It, it's just so cool. Besides the artwork being phenomenal yeah. from Garone. And then... Um, uh, oh, who wrote this one? I said it before. Uh, Anthony Alvary. Just... It's just such a cool way to see... 
Magneto being humanized yeah. earlier on in the time. Because back in when you read the old comics, Magneto's a just a dick. prick forever. <laughs> yep. And only recently did he start getting character development. Yeah. And this one goes to show you, even though it's a retcon, that yes, he did. He wasn't always an asshole, and he yeah. was always he had like a sweet side to him because he still wanted the what's best for the mutants and mutant kind all around. Yeah. So if he sees one of his dudes hurting, he's gonna talk to him. Yeah. Especially since it's a child. He was like maybe 15, 16 years old. My was 15. Yeah. So he's like, hey, man. He's like, we're different. It sucks, but we're going to get there. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make it a better place for all of us mutants. Doesn't matter what you are. Mutant is mutant. Blood is blood. We're good. Yeah. So it was just super cool to see Magneto being not a prick for once. Yeah. Especially, like I said, back in the first class days. Yeah. So that's the story I picked. It was sweet. James, what'd you do? So I. Another X Men story? Of course. No shit. Oh, did you switch? I thought you were doing. Um, oh, we're doing the Mystique one. Yeah, I was gonna say you can do. I mean, you could cover both I mean, if you I, really I, want I, to. I know. Cover both if you want. I kind of wanted to, but I'm like, I like the Mystique one a lot better. I think the Mystique one. Oh, there it is. Yeah, the Mystique one's got good art. I know. I love that art. What's the Mystique one? What's the story uh, the Great Ladies. Great. Oh, that's Tinny's one. That's Tinny Howard. Right, Tinny Howard. Yeah, we love Tinny. Uh, opens up in London, outside London, nineteen uh, circa nineteen ninety, where Irene Adler, Destiny, is playing um, chess against uh, Professor uh, Professor. It's supposed to be Moriarty, by the way. Oh, really? That's awesome. So, FYI, um, Destiny. So, I she and Ola Holmes. <laughs> no, <Secretly? laughs> Irene Adler is from the Sherlock Holmes books. Oh, Irene, Adler! Yeah, Irene that's Adler, Adler comes is from. Destiny. Dummy. There's a comic book called Adler. I never put it together. Yeah. That it was a Sherlock Holmes book. Irene that's Adler stupid. is in Sherlock Holmes, and she is, that dates... is that the love interest? Yes, for one of them. Yes, for oh. Sherlock. And Mystique is Sherlock. What? Yes. Man, Tanny, you know how to write, my dude. Look at that. That's I knew crazy. about Irene. I didn't know that. I knew I the Irene know. Adler thing forever. I knew forever. Moriarty, but I, didn't I knew know the that. Irene Adler thing forever. So Sherlock is. Wow. So in Marvel Universe, Sherlock Holmes is actually Mystique. How old is she? No one knows how old Mystique is. Does she have, like, is. longevity powers similar to the Grey Malkin? Yeah. That's so weird. No I, one knows I, how old Mystique is. I know she's been around is. for a while because she's, she's like. Barely pushing forty, maybe, and Nightcrawler's like pushing thirty six. Like, now they're, they're four <laughs> years apart, and it's like I know he died and came back for a while. So yeah, but still, but like they're very close in age, and she's like, "I'm your mom." So yeah. what is is she like an immortal? We'll get to it eventually. Yeah, we don't know actually. Um, but yeah, so in the Marvel universe, Sherlock Holmes is actually Mystique. Um, Irene is playing against Moriarty. Um, they're playing chess, and he keeps talking about. How she is a awful chess player, and how um, they think um, the uh, Darkholm because that's they don't know Raven. Uh, they're like, oh, how Raven Darkholm is something like, oh, is always um, your partner. Raven Darkholm is, but uh, is it always a partner and is always kind of different all the time because she transforms. She transforms. Um, she's like, but she's oh, been yeah. sloppy, and what it is is that she, um, Moriarty has pictures of Irene and um, Raven together. Oh no! And she's going Sherlocky and gay. She's going. <gasps> she Moriarty's going to blackmail not only black because he says Irene's blind. You can you can blackmail Adler, sure, but you can't blackmail Mystique because you can't prove that Mystique is Sherlock because she's blue. So it's mostly just an Adler thing. So because <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna yeah. Irene's blind. <laughs> That's always been a thing. Oh, uh, really? She, uh, Irene is also related to Blindfold. Ooh. Yep. Interesting. Um, Irene is blind, so she can't you know too see... too much about X-Men. I do. Uh, <laughs> Irene is... So he's explaining to her, like, oh, well, 
the woman you've been with is like like he doesn't make the fact that like she's gay the the big the big thing about it is that like she's a shape-shifting liar yeah like she's shape-shifting yeah. like, like monster thing and he's like I'm gonna kidnap her and keep her at my estate and perform science on her and you'll I be, need to see what's going on and you'll be my wife and that's how I would make it and she's like uh so she grabs the photo oh you're not gonna do anything um you're not gonna win this game for everything and then it turns out that Irene's been mystique the entire time bum, 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 bum. and then she murders him oh she Kills freaking Moriarty oh, and man. throws him out of a window Breaks on a train and just throws him out the train. Yep. I mean, hey, it's a way to get rid of him. Also, the reason why is because the why she was so good at cases solving cases because Destiny can see the future. Well, yeah. Um, so Destiny can always see who the uh, person is, so Sherlock always gets it right because they just have to figure out the evidence. Because you can know who yeah. the killer is. Like in horror movies, I'll be like, I know it's that guy. Yeah. And my friends are like, How do you know? And I'm like, Cause I just know. And then it turns out that I'm right. But it's like, How did I get there? I just picked. Yeah. You know. Um. <laughs> and it ends with them embracing because she knows she had to kill Moriarty, and it really was. And, and Mystique's upset that she has to constantly kill people, and and Irene's like, No, we're doing it for us. And it has not. Was the greater good? Which it's more about. It's more about. Not about Irene, because Irene, they can't tell Irene's a mutant. Because she's a precog. How can you tell that? Yeah. She's like a fortune teller. Mystique, you can tell. She's blue. blue. She's blue, and she yeah. can shapeshift into people. Yeah. She so, can easily just be Moriarty and do like a couple days and then have Moriarty like commit suicide or some yeah. shit if you really oh, want to no get shit. rid of Moriarty. She's going to definitely do that. You know exactly. That's not how the story actually yeah, ends. That's the like, back of that story. Yeah, like, that's, that's a, I mean, we're, we're all on the same wavelength with Tinny. We know where it's going. Yeah. So, <laughs> you got to somehow get Moriarty to be alive still and then you got to kill him off. Yeah. So, you can't just kill him and throw him out of a train. Uh, that's what it is. So I definitely, it's a cool way to show their love and it's like, no, no, it's because of of, of what we're doing in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the story a lot. Again, for anthologies, we don't give grades. But again, yeah. it's good. It's good. I like the anthology. check out the Marvel voices. They're yeah. doing a lot of cool stuff. Cool. I can't I like wait them. to see them all collected in trade now that we have like five. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, it's we, have, we have Marvel Legacy. We have Legacy. Vo- oh, we have Marvel voices. We have Voices Legacy. We have Indigenous. We have Pride, and we have a PPI or a PPI was the Legacy one. But it, no, it's, uh, it's going to be called um, Identity. That Identity. Has come okay. out. It's actually I think it's in the back of this Is as an ad. Okay. Because I, I know there's a bunch of them, and I'm excited. Oh yeah, Marvel Voice Identity. That's the yep. Asian one. Yep. Awesome. I'm excited for this stuff. I like this. And I also do like, uh, tells you where to catch uh, more LGBT characters yeah. in the back, like X-Men. Julie's here. Charlene is here. More of your favorite bisexual ne'er-do-well for Black Cat. I don't like how they I phrase like that, how they but phrase it's fun. either. Star Wars Doc Aphra, that's not, that's not Marvel. Get out of here. I know. Don't put Star Wars in here. You're crossing the streams, man. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. But that's cool. I didn't know they put the Star Wars in. But yeah, yeah check out the book. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Check it out. It's a hefty chunk of hefty chunk of change, hefty chunk of story, and it's good. It's ten bucks, but it's a lot. It, it's like a hundred pages. I yeah. just wish it was in a prestige format, like the the, the DC ones. Because if you're going to spend the time to do a hundred pages, spe- and it's what eight bucks. Make it another dollar and make it prestige, so it's like a little book you can throw on bucks. a shelf. It, it's just it's just weird. Anyway, so my book of the week, I chose vinyl. But Doug Wagner and Dave Hillard, yeah, I, I kind of want that cover. Why you pull for you? Maybe. I'll think about it. Um, Dave Hillard with Dave Stewart on colors. And, dude, it is a spiritual successor to Plastic, one of my favorite serial killer comics of all time. But instead of having sex with a plastic doll and killing people, he kills people to the sound of music. So it opens up with our serial killer uh, saving his FBI friend from a um, bad person from a cult that I know of because I read the rest of the book. And then it opens back up to the current day where um, Dennis, the CIA agent who looks like J.K. Simmons, tell me I'm wrong, but I'm right. 
He looks like J.K. Simmons? No. You're telling me that doesn't look like J.K. Simmons? No. You're fucking wrong. I'm going to post a picture on Instagram now. This is J.K. Simmons, and he is waiting for... I forget the kill... Walter. He's waiting for Walter, who's the serial killer, who looks like he's a little bit retired, or they're keeping a close eye on him. It's very hard to tell what's going on with this, because they're, he's allowed to walk around in public, and he's not arrested, but they know he's a serial killer. It's issue one, so it's not really well you know, written down. But um, Walter and... Uh, Dennis are meeting up to talk about a potential, you know, situation that's going on. And they're interrupted by a leader of a cult who is trying to breed, trying to collect women to breed with her son so they can have like the perfect cult child. Very weird. And, uh, yeah, Dennis's daughter gets taken in and the only way for her not to get chosen is for Dennis to go with them willingly, but Walter doesn't want to have that because he's best friends with Dennis. So Walter then goes to the house and dons his teddy bear mask and starts snapping to the beat to kill people. And that's where I'm going to leave it off because there's a little bit more into this, but that's what we're getting at. Dude, this book has the same energy as plastic and I absolutely love it. It's just, nice. it's just guy who shouldn't be serial killer is serial killer and it's awesome. This guy's like a gentle old man who listens to music, but he's like, but I'm a psychopath. And the plastic one was, he's just a guy who wants to hang out with his girlfriend, who happens to be a blow-up doll, and then strangles people to death. That's fair. It's just, oh, I love these guys. And this is one's called Vinyl, I don't know if I said it before. Yes. From Image. So definitely check this one out, guys. If you are not a fan of Doug Wagner and Dave Hillard, I want to make sure it's Dave. Daniel Hillard, uh, what the fuck are you doing? Go read these books. They're so good. Plastic came out in 2018. It's five issues. You can pick it up in trade or pick it up in singles. It's so good. If they made a movie about it, it would be one of the best serial killer movies of all time. Better than Psycho, in my opinion. That's fair. It's just so good. I don't know why. I, I love it so much. Uh, you can check me talking about it. Um, uh, OCD Podcast. I yes. think I did it for... Did I do it for her Halloween thing? I think I did. I think I did it for Tessa's Halloween OCD special. Because I know I did Colder at another point. I did two horror, show, two horror books on her show. And then we did Invincible. So go check that out. It is back again. Tess is doing OCD again. This time she's doing... That's the actress that played Shazam. The, uh, played Mary. The adult version of Mary. Oh, okay then. And then we're also looking up... In the intro, I was looking up while you're doing your review. Um, what what happened. And it's not... That's not what happened. That's what she was doing instead? Yeah. I'd fire her too. That's a little much. Well, because she That's was... literally public indecency? Yes. But that was more than... It's just that because she's very, like... Very Straight. left-wing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, sorry. go back to vinyl. Not all good. It's relevant. Go back to vinyl. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, if you liked plastic, you'll like this. Literally, it's the same creative team. Nice. It's and it's oh, it's just so beautiful. I'm picking this up. This is, I'm going right in my bin. Nice, man. I love vinyl. I mean, I'm not gonna get the rest of it because you know I'm poor. <laughs> but you know, I'm getting this one. There you I go. Support my boys. Actually, I might get all of them. Who, who, who? Who am I kidding? James, what'd you read? I read Black Hammer Reborn. Duh. You do it. <laughs> Uh, from Black Hammer, uh, from Black Hammer, from Dark Horse, uh, written by Jeff Lemire and art by Caitlin Yarsky. Um, the book opens up with a review, uh, a uh, review of who she, uh, Lucy is as the main character. She was Black Hammer at one point, um, and this is a spiritual sequel. This is a sequel, not spiritual sequel. This is a direct sequel to Black Hammer, uh, the last Black Hammer main title that came out. Um, it is 20 years after the Black Hammer book. Also, it, it's cool. It does put all the Black Hammer books into continuity order to read if you're buying the entire universe. Uh, but it's 20 years later. Well, that's good for me. Yeah, because... So, every book you have to read for Black Hammer, you start off with Black Hammer. Obviously. Um, there are, But, like, what happens is this... Every book that happens from 
1990. The, uh, oh, they don't tell you. You have to kind of read the book. Oh, it's developed inside the book. Yeah. I thought they, like, uh, 1996 fiction. was the ending of Black Hammer. Mm-hmm. All the other books take place in the interim between Black Hammer and this. Oh, okay. Unless stated otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Because in 1986 is when the Black Hammer, when they first teleport. Okay. So the book takes place 20 years later. And we open up with Lucy now as a family. Uh, it's a family woman. She has a uh, daughter and a son. Uh, she is married. And she is no longer Black Hammer. Uh, she has given up the ability. Uh, given up being Black Hammer. She is mom. <laughs> um, there's a new organization called Trident. Who now takes care of superhero stuff. Because apparently superheroes aren't active. Well, it's 20 years after, so. Um, yeah. So, the book has a lot of mystery behind it. Why... Uh, Lucy is no longer Black Hammer. Um, they do bring up characters that exist in other books. Uh, they bring up Dr. Astronomer. Um, Dr. Star. Yeah. Uh, they bring him up. Professor Astronomer, Dr. Star. It's the same character. When they change the name. I forgot they changed the name. Yeah, I gotta start the Black Hammer universe. I'm gonna read it in so timeline order, so I'll probably be reading Black Hammer 45 first. Well, yeah. That's what you have yeah. to read first. Um, same with the cape. The cape was good. And then you have... Um, like I said, Lucy is a reporter again. She was a reporter beforehand, now she's a reporter yeah. again. Uh, Trident is out doing everything, um, and it's crazy. She they reference Skull Kicker, uh, Grave Digger, well, Skull Kicker. He's gonna be showing up apparently. He's gonna be in issue two. Yeah, nice. Um, they just did a miniseries, uh, and then you see that there's some weird or paranormal, uh, weird world stuff happening. <laughs> yeah, Colonel um, Cosmonog level. Yep, and. You realize that her like family life's falling apart. Her son's getting invited to school. Something's happening with her daughter. He's acting out. Uh, and her husband's cheating on her. And oh, unfortunate. So she has him at Black Hammer, and there's a reason why she. There's a big reason why at the end, without spoiling it. But I'll show you because you're across from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I saw why that. she's not Black Hammer anymore. That's interesting. We don't know how that this happens, but we get there. But but I think the series will be going on yeah. forward uh, to show. I like this. It's a very different feel from Black Hammer. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it's also called Black Hammer Board, focusing on Black Hammer, mm-hmm. the character, not like the book. Like, oh, it's Black Hammer, and we didn't know why it was called Black mm-hmm. Hammer. Um, but it's a cool book. It's a fun. It's a cool superhero. Again, very different. It's very Jeff Lemire. Uh, so Jeff Lemire's status is always sad adult. Lonely child, like it's, it's facts, that, and it's facts. That's exactly what we're seeing here. Um, that's really cool. I definitely want to see more of this. Um, but like I said, a lot of it's, it's because of mystery. I want the the mystery behind everything. Mm-hmm. I want to see what the hell's going on. Um, you want to know what's up? Yeah. Uh, plus, I Black Hammer is easily collectible. You have Black Hammer, you have Sherlock, Frankenstein, Lost Legion of Evil, Doctor Astro- uh, Andromeda, and the Kingdom of the Lost Tomorrows, Quantum Age. Uh, Black Hammer Street uh, Spiral, Black Hammer 45, Black Hammer Justice League, and Colonel Weir Cosmogog. Uh, and uh, they haven't put it in here yet, but also um, Grave, Ki- Grave Kicker and Skull Digger. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, Skull Kicker and Grave Digger um, will be out in trade. And that will be all the books for to collect the entire run of Black Hammer. The recommended reading order for it is really weird. It puts Black Hammer 45 at number 8. I thought, wouldn't it take place before in timeline order? Yeah. Is there a timeline? There is a timeline. There's a recommended reading order. But there's a recommended reading order. That's why. There's a difference between timeline and recommended reading order. Mm. Um, Timeline-wise, you can technically read... You have to read 45 first, but it doesn't really tie into the main Black Hammer universe. Yeah, it's just like, a, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, everything else, you there's because the, there's a lot of one-shots that they collected in Street Spiral. Yeah. Um, that you don't have to... You can't... That you literally can't read in order. Mm. Um, like, you would have to read... 
um, Shock Frankenstein before Black Hammer, technically. Weird. Okay. So that's why they, the reason why they recommend you read Black Hammer first, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the compendium of all the information you'll be reading in other books. Okay. Type of thing. But it's a good book. Um, but I like this a lot. Um, I'm glad they're focusing on Lucy. I do want to see what happens to the other superheroes in the 20 years. Um, why the paranormal gate is opening. Um, where is Colonel Weird? Um, What's he doing? Why is Graves? Uh, why is uh, Skull Kicker in this book? The last time we saw him, he was being arrested in uh, the miniseries. It could be like a different alternate version. Of no, it would like just be the kid with, as an adult now. The kid as a big boy. Yeah. Uh, I definitely want to see all where all this goes. Black Hammer is a great universe. I love Jeff Lemire. Um, Dark Horse has done a really cool job building a superhero franchise um, that's into itself. A very, it's two things. One, it's a fun take on superheroes. I'm oh, sorry, a different take on superheroes, um, and it's all its own. It's a a great series, and I do. I'm glad there is a sequel. I, let's be fair, the sequel wasn't necessary. There was no need for the sequel. But why not? You but know? fuck it, it's yeah. awesome. Why not? Um, also, because it's it's something that was probably alluded to in Quantum Age, which I haven't read yet. Because mm-hmm. uh, Quantum, Quantum Age is very Legion of Superheroes. Oh. Uh, so I haven't read Quantum Age, so I want to see where that, that ties into this. But yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, I'm giving it a 4 out of 5. Because, like... Oh, I didn't give mine a 5 out of... I didn't give mine a grade, but it's I, 5 out of 5. Obviously, you can tell by my enthusiasm. Yes. I love that book. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I'm giving it a 4 out of 5 because, like I said, there's a lot more mystery to it. And I don't think they needed to jump 20 years to tell that story. No, that could have been done in like a five years later, or yeah. didn't even need to be told. They, they, could have been they, a one shot. Yeah, this is not one shot. It would have been. This would have been more of like a miniseries just about Lucy's family, and why she stopped being Black Hammer. Okay. Um, but I want to see where the rest of the universe goes. Is it an ongoing now? Yep. Oh, well, it's well, a new well, ongoing. It's as long as an ongoing for a Jeff Lemire book is going to be. Well, because the regular Black Hammer book is only like what thirteen issues technically. It's four traits. Yes, but is it because Age of Doom is uh, it starts at number one? Yeah, but it, so it's like but it's issues it, one through thirteen, and then it's like one through Age 13. of Doom one through five. No, one through thirteen. Age of Doom is volume four, and it's one through five. I'll tell you right now. I have Black Hammer. It's right. just labeled as volume four because technically it is. It's true. I think. I'll tell you right now. I, I thought because I remember seeing Age of Doom had its own labeling. No, because uh, when you read it, it's Black Hammer. It's just Black Hammer. Oh, they just had a different subtitle on. Yeah, it, Black Hammer one, two, three, and four. So Black Hammer four. Uh, runs 12, it's 6 through 12. Of the of of Age, of Age, Doom. Doom. Age of Doom. Okay, so, yeah, so it's Black Hammer 1 through 13, and then it's Black Hammer Age of Doom 1 through 12, and that's 3 and 4. Yep. Okay, so we're both right. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. 1 to 6, and then, yeah, Age of Doom is 1 through 5. Yep. Okay, cool, cool. Sounds good. Yep. All right, James, hit us up with that outro. All right, guys, thanks for listening. You can head over to our website, andrewscomics.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram, Andrews underscore comics, the podcast Instagram, Andrews Amazing Podcast, and Twitter, Andrews Amazing. For up-to-date news, uh, hit me up there if you want to see uh, us to review your book. I know I have to review a book for next week's program for uh, a submission from a, from a writer, so I'll be reviewing that awesome. next week. Send it my way, too. Uh, I will. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend, and as always, support your local comic shop, and have a nice day. Peace.